And that's the only way I got on Motorworld back in the day. <laughs> if I wadded it up, like, I got uh, on Nitro isn't enough for you, then you're doing something wrong. There's yeah. no question Tom Ash should have went to the hospital immediately. The car burst into flames, dude. What the frick were you thinking that you were going to do? Then he comes back and just, like, destroys the hill. Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Rutted Racing. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi, and media mogul Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat because it is time to climb. Hell yeah, boys. Let's go. Season Woo. three. Woo! Oh, yeah. Joel already shotgunned a beer down. We're ready oh. to rock and roll. Oh, yeah. We, uh... <laughs> Last episode, Colby had to show me up and take a big whiskey dray. I'm like, oh, I'm learning from these guys. I'm going to shotgun one right to start off the show. Hell yeah. That's how it's done. That's how you start it off. All right. I tell you what, how about I do that new intro? It's just awesome. Oh, it's so sweet. Colby, sick edit on that, man. Awesome job, Colby. That sounds so sweet. That bike taking off. Man, that doesn't jack you up. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. And with the help of... The good old Jamie Deer. Oh my God, the pros pro. Nobody pro. better in the business. Yeah, you got to have right. the voice of Hill Climb to do your intro, right? That's, that's right. right. That's right. You can't have Hill Climb without Jamie Deer in there somewhere, man. Oh, that's for sure. There's only one. That's for sure. <laughs> so, Joel, we uh, started a Supercross Fantasy League here. You're the uh, oh. the lead guy on that. Let's let's talk about that because that thing just blew up overnight on us. Oh man, it's so sweet. I uh. I called around uh, some of the fast dudes and I'm like, we want to put together a group that's basically for hill climbers and hill climb fans on the Rocky Mountain Fantasy Supercross site. And right away, bang, bang, bang. I got five of the fastest guys in our sport to commit to doing the season. Joe Shipman from California, Logan Sapala from Wisconsin, Jay Selstrom from Minnesota, Max Skeens from out east, and Logan Mead from California all committed to do the series. It's going to be so fun to kind of race against these guys. And uh, that site is, has unbelievable prizes that are completely free. I mean, all you got to do is sign up and you can win a race ready, uh, basically factory bike. It's unbelievable. But we at Nitro Mud, we're going to have our own little weekly prizes. And uh, we're going to have a really cool trophy for the year end points winner. But every week we're going to have prizes. We're going to mail out. We're going to give updates. It's going to be super fun just to kind of go through. I'm just a huge Supercross nerd. I love it. And uh just can't wait for all the hill climb people to all be together. And dang, we already got like dang near 50 people and it, it just opened up yesterday. So I can't wait to see how many people get in there. Yeah, that that's so cool. Everybody listen to the show. Get on to Rocky Mountain ATV Supercross Fantasy site. Join the Nitro Mud group. Uh, there's another cool thing for if someone from our group wins the grand prize from Rocky Mountain. Yep. Uh, our great sponsor of JS5. <laughs> It was so cool. I posted, I said, let's stretch out this bike. I posted the pilot. Like instantly he messaged me, dude, I'm on board. If someone in the group wins, I'm throwing in extensions. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be unbelievable. If we can, if there's a huge picture on Rocky Mountain of somebody from our group winning that bike with extensions on it, the moto world, it's going to melt faces. They're going to be like, what is going on? 
Dude, that'd be uh, so, that would put us on the market right there, man. Oh, I'm so yeah. I'm so excited. And what a cool dude. Like instantly, I'm on board. I'm doing this. And I'm like, that's so cool. But little does he know I'm hoping I win. Because I, yeah. I I need a I need a new 450 really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one either. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'll come out of retirement uh, if I win that thing. But yeah, if you go on to the Rocky Mountain uh site, the fantasy site, and search under groups, it's just nitro and mud is the group. And we have a password, and the password's just hill climb, H I L L C L I M B. And we just wanted it to be people that are all about this show and, and hill climbing, and uh, it's just going to be super fun all season to do it. I I know uh, Brandon. I think this is your first year doing fantasy, right? It is. I'm gonna. I'd probably be picking like you and Logan there. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't follow it enough to know who's going to be. Who's going to be where? There's usually only three or four guys in the top three or four spots every week, anyway. So. I mean, yeah, you want luck of the draw. Yeah, but you wouldn't believe, Brandon, like the weekly prizes for Rocky Mountain. Like if you're the high point for the week, I mean, sometimes they give away like a 6D helmet for the hot, just for the weekly high price. And uh, like Dude, if you make nice. it to the top, I think it's like the top 150 get gift cards from Rocky Mountain. I mean, it's it's pretty sweet. I mean, there's thousands of people doing yeah. it, but who cares? It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, whatever. It's free. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool. I just think it's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool opportunity to, to race along with people all over the world. And now we got our own thing going. And yeah, it's going to be exciting and cool uh, content for the show. Yeah, well, that and who doesn't like to talk smart? You know, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. for after the first week when Logan doesn't pick one person on the top five. I'm just going <laughs> to ride him like no other. You know, it's going to be awesome. Now he can't hide from it. He's going to be there. He's going to be visible <laughs> to everybody. You know, well, and that's a great we can yeah. talk about that every week on the on the recordings and how how people in the group did. Right. It's going to be fun, fun, fun way to to break up before our season starts, really. I'm not yeah. positive, but I think one of our sponsors was like top 10 for a season and almost won the damn bike a few years ago. I think Carrie was like yeah, super Carrie. close. Yeah, Carrie. That's second amazing. Or something. That's cool because yeah. first place is a race ready, a race prep 450. Second place is a race prep 252 stroke. So, I mean, that's and the oh, first hell. 10 prizes, they're all thousands of dollars. Like, I think third is a year long uh, tires. There's a $3,000 gift card for like fifth. I mean, top 10 prizes are unbelievable. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. I was going in to uh, make my picks the other day and (laughs) I forgot how stacked the field is this year with the new (laughs) guys and past winners. And like, it was insanely hard to pick. Yep. Five dudes. (laughs) Like, yeah. What the hell? And a one's so tough because you just don't know. I mean, exactly. It's a shit shoot. Barsha. Comes out and just yeah. swings for the fences. Who would have guessed that on a brand new ride? You know, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Barsha's always good at them for opening rounds, or he's just you know healthy and fresh and ready to go. Yep, yep. But, I just it's so fun. Yeah. I'm so lucky. We all get together. Either the Sapalos come down to my shop, or we go up to their house and make some fun supper, and we watch it. And oh, we're just into it. So it's so nice. fun. Like the racing is just it's unbelievable how talented those guys are. It's just yep. fun to watch it every week. You know. It yeah. is. And Speaking we're, not, of to... <laughs> we're not traveling either. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it's, nice. <laughs> it's winter. <laughs> but how about the, uh, I don't know if you guys followed a Supercrosser turn hill climber back to Supercrosser. Josh Hill got a uh, intern ride for the first half of the season. That's yeah. cool. Running yeah, that's in 450 awesome. class. I hope he makes yeah. some night shows. It's going to be an uphill sled, boy. Yeah, I mean, man, that's a stack gate. I mean, oh, he is I, I, so talented. But man, that's the elite of the elite there. 
It is makes it a little harder to get him on our show now that he's going to be busy with that. But yeah, we'll, we we'll work at him. Nowhere. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get him eventually. eventually. Yeah. All right, so we got that. And another thing, we're starting off the new season here, and we're going to do the Nitro Mud Youth Team again this year. Again, we're going to run cool. five youth riders. You have to run in a youth class. It's micro, mini, mini, mini junior, mini senior, super mini class to be eligible for the team. Uh, if you want a shot at that and you're listening to the show, get your parents video to video you and shoot us over an email with a video submission. Uh, I'm going to post the first one that we got from one of our members from last year's team, young Payson Meeks has already Good sent kid. us in a submission. I'm going to go to the end of March. So the last day of March is the last day we'll accept submissions and who we have is who we will, we will take, but we'd like to be able to try and pick from more than four or five get kids. Like give some yeah. kids an opportunity to race at the historic Mount Garfield. That's neat. Yeah, Which, and I mean, if history repeats itself, I mean, we we had a pretty solid team last year. So. Oh man, I was not I was not at all expecting to come away with one national title, let alone two from those kids, and almost a third one. Oh man, what that's uh, so cool! Yeah, such just, a sick opportunity. Yep. Helping kids make memories. I mean, what yep. what the heck's better than that? I mean, dang. yeah. And the one yeah. one kid, Logan Blankenship, won the uh, I think of the micro mini title mini mini junior title and that was his first ever ama race he is a west coast rider never raced a ama sanctioned hill climb comes all the way from washington state to wisconsin battles through the mud and the slop were out there and he went home with a number one plate which was so cool so badass and there's his dad's already been talking to me and they want to come out and do it again whether they're part of the team or not so it worked. It's bringing more people into some of the AMA stuff and the bigger on the amateur side, at least the bigger, the bigger picture there for those young kids. That's uh, man, it's just so neat. I mean, I, I had such a cool perspective of that being up on the Hill, watching all those kids. That was just, oh man, was so fun. Yep. What's going to happen if we get fun. the same weather out there at that uh, sand dune though, Brandon? Oh man. I don't <laughs> know. I've never been there when dude. I've never been there when it rained. <laughs> yeah it's always been pretty nice out when i've been yeah there. i know i'm trying to plan a week-long family vacation to get out there for the pro race on sunday and just stick around till the fun. following monday oh that's that'd be fun i got, I got a lot of friends oh, yeah. live out in the area and maybe bunk up at some houses and just hang around and lay on the beach only a week apart that's gonna be a tough one yeah lay, lay cool. on the beach for a week and uh, Play cool. on the sand dunes. That's yeah. a great thing about where there's so much to do when you go up there to at, uh, Muskegon Way. It's just so much to do. I've never been there. I'm just so excited to go. Oh, it's awesome. Just stay out of downtown Muskegon. It's pretty rough. I feel like yeah. I have to preface it like hopefully I'm not injured by then because that's usually most seasons <laughs> I'm, I'm injured by then. So, nah, I don't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, even if you are, you still got to you still got to make it out to see that. I mean, it's, yeah, no, that'd be cool. It, it's a historic hill. It's a second longest running hill climb that we have next to Billings. That's yeah. neat. They started like a year after Billings, so they're should have celebrated their hundredth in twenty twenty. I just it's, want to hear those nitro bikes raging on that hill. They rage. They yeah, rage that's another they one can... too that brings in a pretty good crowd too. So mm. that's fun. Oh, it's yeah. such a party. They do it like three days. They let people start coming in Friday camping. It yeah, is like a three day awesome. three day biker party. They got a uh, live music tonight before yep okay 
which Burnout if you're pit. staying on the property, you're probably not going to love it. But <laughs> yeah, it's no uh, fun when you're camping out the night before and they got the uh, band going. And I always take pit. advantage of it. it, it it's I like a lot the party. of fun, though. The, the burnout pit's really fun. You just got to check that out. Them guys for a tire <laughs> are rolling their bikes up there and just wasting, blowing tires up to win a tire. Like, it's all they're oh, getting man. out of the tire. No money. <laughs> I just, my cartoon bubble's got, like, boss hosses <laughs> with big, huge people on them. <laughs> <laughs> boss hosses. Oh, it's been a long time. It's been a, that's a fun hill. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's I good love time. the environment. All it's right. an easy one for me to film, too. So I like Oh, it. yeah. The, the steps are cool. You get there, Joel, you got to walk up the steps. They have all the the past winners for the last uh, probably 50, 60 years where the winners like engraved oh. in the steps up the side of the hill. I'll be checking that out for sure. It's hard to see some of them. The steps have been there 100 years, so they're pretty wore out. Right. All right. Awesome. So let's roll into our guest this week. Joel, you want to introduce him? Yeah. All right. Well, race fans, when you hear this voice, you know shit's going fast. This dude takes every hill he performs at from amateur to pro when he hits the mic. He's the mouth from south of me. He's the voice of tumbling drunk fans. The sound of Nitro. The one and only Jamie Deer. Wow. Man, I... I tell you what, I have uh, I've been I've been waiting for the right guy to come along to take my job, and and by God, I think uh, I think we got him. I think we got him, Joel no. Goldie. Wow, can you I think it's, can uh, you do that? Can you do, can you do that intro again, dude? I got I got to tell you, I got goosebumps sitting here, and it's not from the cold weather. That you want odd. me? You want me to do it again? You mind doing that two more I, times, you know, and then. This is going to get really embarrassing because yeah. when we tried to when we tried to cut a promo, yeah, it, it's uh, I can't do anything twice. So uh, that was a one time deal. That's funny. That's funny. You're gonna no, have man, to listen to the episode it. now to hear it. I uh, I'm just uh, glad I'm just glad you guys had me back on here. I'll tell you what after uh, after the ratings of the last time I was on here, of course it was a 12 hour show. You know, last time I was on here, like, it was about twelve hours. I mean, I I don't even. It was something we I, got, we got lost, man. Yeah, I don't even think we talked about hill climb till about hour six. But I was talking to uh, Todd Tyler out there at Billings, and he said, "Dear man, I love the podcast. That was cool." And I'm like, "You actually listened to it?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, we listened to it all day at work." And that's when I thought, "Oh damn, it was long." <laughs> I mean, we made this little podcast and it was an eight-hour day. You know it's a long one. Ah, jeez. Well, Jamie, I, I drive around a windowless white van all day, and because yeah. of you, I was giggling like a little schoolgirl, and people are staring at me in traffic. <laughs> I mean, I, I just loved your – that was uh, – I just got – I was already a fan of you to start, but after listening to that, man. I, I got to you, – you drive a windowless yeah. white van. Now I got to be honest. That sounds a little creepy. Oh, of course, yeah. What, what it is? Yeah, it is. Why, uh, why don't you have windows? Why I gotta admit, windows? I drive the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, both both my co-hosts drive around in windowless white I'm vans. With, yeah. I thought you meant it had yeah. windows. And yeah, just yeah. Busted out. My bad. Okay. Well, it could, <laughs> I'm like, jeez. I mean, you live in Minnesota, or Wisconsin. It's, it's only like right. It's only like two yeah. degrees up there. 
Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it could uh, be creepier. I could cut in one like one of those little crescent moon windows like back in the seventies <laughs> just to really make it creepy. Oh no, now see that's not yeah, creepy. That's that hot. is creepy. That's that's hot, guys. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well man, good good to be on the show. Um yeah, I uh, gosh, get ready for the AMA Pro yeah. Hill Climb Awards coming up. And uh I know you Minnesota boys gotta be pretty jacked up about that. First time is this not the oh, first yeah. time we've had an award ceremony on this side of Indiana? Uh, gosh, where is it? Is I mean, it's so rare that. <laughs> What's that? Even the amateur Minnesota awards are in Wisconsin, so to have any awards in Minnesota are pretty rare. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was talking to Rob Redman here the other day, and he mentioned that. Uh, by the way, we'll we'll point this out. Eighty-seven riders this year. Uh, ended up scoring AMA Pro Hill Climb. So that's kind of cool. But believe wow. it or not, wow. 56 riders were all from the Midwest. So basically Ohio and West, which is uh, which is kind of wow. cool. You know, see a, see a wave of riders yeah, coming no, from awesome. the West, working its way back East. So, you know, and that, and that was something yeah. that we had to make a decision on. You know, certainly you know, um, make it easier for some of those guys to come to their first AMA Pro Hill Climb Banquet and uh, talk to some of the other riders out east. And they were fully, fully understanding when we said, hey, what do you think about doing an awards banquet? And it wasn't just based on, you know, um, where we had it from a, you know, a a geographical standpoint, but it also – uh, was an affordable place. And some of the other locations that we looked at last year or had last year and the year before, man, they just raised their prices so much out there. So, no, I think yeah. it's going to be a good right. a good banquet. Uh, you know, a couple of things. I, I don't want to, you know, talk about the banquet all night long, but if you don't mind, um, I, one other, I one other thing, we got a kick-ass about- bar. We got a kick-ass bar attached right there to the awards <laughs> banquet. That was key. That was key critical. <laughs> I am ready to party. Oh, man. Look out. Hill Climbers Banquet and Booze. Just, that don't mix, though, Jamie. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's a bad to... combination. That's a bad, camp, you know, bad combination. No, but the uh, it's the Wildwood Sports Bar and Grill is where we'll be hanging out after the banquet. So, you know, something we always do every year is uh, we have the awards banquet, and then we stroll into uh, a bar. A couple years ago, we had it at Seven Springs. And that was super cool because they had a great bar and they let us watch Supercross right there. So everybody, you know, goes on, continues the party. And, and that's, that's, that's means a lot to me. I want to hang out with the guys and, you know, we don't get a chance to at the races. Yeah. It seems like we're in and out and always, you know, yeah, always there exactly. for business. Yep. Jamie, a couple of things I just want to learn you about Minnesota, Wisconsin is, uh, yeah. did you know that pull tabs are a team sport? Are you kidding me? Do you are you kidding? Do you me? have those there? Do you have I, well, do you have pull tabs and and where you're from? I, I may have mentioned on the last podcast. I am very proud to have a gambling problem, and uh, buddy, <laughs> I, I I could easily spend a grand on pull tabs. You know what I mean? I, uh, okay, well, yeah, I was yeah. going to tell you to bring an extra 40 for pull tabs, but no, oh, you already got oh, that covered. Oh, oh so okay. We're okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I tell you, my wife, she'll take pull tabs and, and retape them and give them to me again just so 
I'll save a little money. <laughs> My wife and I, we're parents of the year, and we got our we got our four year old and two year old, and they can snap them off the table they the and they snap. dip them oh, in my bam. bloody mary oh yeah they oh, do the yeah. snap yeah it's 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 like child care when you're out eating go get a pile of pull tabs and just let them have at it that's what well, we do up here well tell me so how do you make it a team event how do you make oh that? well here's what you gotta do is it's fun to win but if sure. you're with three or four other people and you all win at once now it's a party so everybody throws in 20 you okay. go buy pull tabs and, and then you do it as if a you don't win you do it as a group, so you're a group. You're group vested, you know. It's kind of like carpooling, nice. but with gambling. You all put your money. <laughs> all you're looking for is an excuse to celebrate. You're just looking for an excuse to celebrate. That's all you're looking for. Yeah, you know, maybe you spend sixty to win sixty-two. Yeah, that's hey. Believe me, <laughs> believe me. I look at gambling a little differently. If I can spend sixty and only lose sixty, I'm thrilled. I mean, that's, that's how <laughs> yeah. I look at it. Uh, well, oh, on, I had a question, though, about it. So it said to RSVP, your wife, oh. should I send the check for the food to, 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 you, to you guys, to Nancy? Oh, Lord, no, don't or send it do I just? Oh, my God. No, that's well, no. Well, I didn't know. Cause it, do, we, do we pay for the food there, or do we just RSVP Nancy that now, we're coming you, and how many? No, that's a great question. No, you do have to RSVP. You can mail a check to uh, P.O. Box 145, Fountaintown, Indiana. But you're not going to remember that if you're listening. Just go to the AMA Pro Hill Climb Facebook page, and the banquet flyer okay. is right there. And, yes, you guys got to get your money in. But, you know, we know a lot of people don't want to write and send a check. So uh, Nancy said I could put her Venmo. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> if someone accidentally sends her money, she's not going to be too upset about it. But no, her Venmo account is pretty simple. It's Nancy hyphen dear hyphen one. So Nancy hyphen dear hyphen one. And by the way, our last name is spelled just like the animal. D-E-E-R. And I don't know where That's she good got information to have. Yeah. So yeah, if you want a Venmo and... Um, yeah, get those. I know people wait till the last minute. I get it. But, uh, yeah, let's try and get those in. And, you know, we're giving away 15 plaques to the 450 class. We're giving away 10 uh, top 10 in the uh, twins class, which we'll have to mention Joel Faldi tied at 91 points this season with Mueller. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, nice job there, young man. Way to go, Joe. Yeah, nice I'm job there, Let me get man. a shotgun. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was, was pretty impressive. You know how much money <laughs> you know how much money I've lost on the roulette wheel betting the number thirty on the way back from a hill climb. I always bet the top. That's three why I got about the thirty-one. You know? Yeah, I'm like Nancy. We stop at a roulette table on the way back from uh, one of the Pennsylvania races, and I'm like, man, you know what number's hot this weekend? That number thirty. And guess what? It was hot at the track, I'll, I'll admit that, but not so hot on that roulette wheel, bud. That was about a $250 bad bet. But that's okay. It's because you're using uh, yeah. the wrong one. It's 31, yeah, it's 31. Jamie. See? Crickets. See, that 31 was hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> the wrong damn number. 
Hey, hey Jamie, damn. Jamie, when, when you have a roulette strategy, you're my kind of gambler. That's all oh I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm leaving tonight, and I'm going and betting 31. Well, no no wonder I wasn't hitting. I was playing the wrong damn number. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no Jeez. strategy comes a roulette. I just sit there to get the free booze. <laughs> they don't do that no more. They do not do that. They don't do free booze. Really? Not here in Indiana. Oh, my God. No. Okay. They had to shut that deal. Uh, well, I guess they they never did in Wisconsin either, but in Vegas they always used to. Yeah, yeah Vegas they do. I haven't do been it. to Vegas forever. Yeah, I but. think ours in Minnesota they did. And I yeah. think the, yeah. uh, the Wheeling Resort down there in West Virginia where he had a bank of one year, they did the free booze. When yeah, you're you know, years ago I remember it, but son of a gun. Hey, no, here's what's funny. I got it on my, on my doggone clipboard. Oh, my dog That's the proudest moment the of my racing 30. career. I got the Get, getting on the Jamie yeah. Deer clipboard. I did. That is I, the highlight of my racing career. I when yeah. I I asked him if I could put it on there, and he didn't just throw it on the ground and stomp on it, and he actually put it on his clipboard. I'm like son <laughs> of a gun. My my kids will never believe it. There is just a select few, a select few uh, stickers on that clipboard. It's a carbon fiber clipboard, by the way. If anybody's seen my clipboard. That is truly <laughs> a 100% carbon fiber clipboard. And uh, yeah, I was going to say, that clipboard looks like it's going 100 just sitting in your hands. It's, uh, <laughs> I love that clipboard. But yeah, I, I proudly display that number 31. Jeez. Man, I wish I could have that hey. day back. Uh, Jamie, 30. I mean, I got to ask you like 30. You know what? I think it was life. Nancy. I think Nancy's the one that said Joel was 30. Nancy! <laughs> I, just that you even know my name is amazing to me. I can't believe it. But, uh, man, but it no, was I, rough. I was just like, it, it is, growing up, it, it you know. A rough name to say. Joel Full D. That does not ring off the tongue <laughs> at all. Uh, no. Colby, can and you say I, I've heard many do different pronunciations. Do you say it smoothly? Joel. Joel. I can't even say it. It is I can't tough. Even say my own names. Don't ask me. <laughs> you know what's funny uh, too? A lot of times uh, yeah. I just let it roll off as Joe. Sometimes it comes out Joe. But I had <laughs> sure. the same problem with Colby. Joe, care less. Uh, what what I call you, Cody, for about the first three years, Colby? I think it was everybody Cody does. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, nobody expects my name to be Colby. It's just just like uh, Kirk know. Mueller. Everybody calls him Kurt. I always <laughs> thought it was Kurt too. I'm guilty. Yeah. I don't no, know why I did. My fault, guys. That's my fault. And yeah. my my dad's name is Kirk, and I just always assume everybody else is Kurt. <laughs> I just love that Jamie made uh, Kirk and Toby brothers. <laughs> no, that was Kurt and Josh were brothers. Oh, yeah. I thought Josh. Kirk and, yeah. and Toby were brothers. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Josh at Polk's Hole. And Kirk, yeah. 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 Well, oh, nobody man. knew any different, I don't think, except the... Uh, valid same. assumption. Valid assumption. Yeah. But same no, last got, name, both from Wisconsin. Yeah. What are you going to do? I hate to take away from the hilarity, but I got kind of a serious question for Jamie. Oh, my but God. I, growing up, hill climbing, you know, like announcing was never something, you know, on the amateur ones that we did... There were small crowds. It was basically just family and other riders. And then getting into the bigger races, you start to see more and more. And then when I got around you, unbelievable how you involve the crowd into the race. And right away, what I noticed 
was like when we go to the Great American or whatever, they have professional announcers that have the silver voice, but they don't know who's leading, who's coming up that can take the lead. And you really involve the crowd and you, you educate them to let them know, like, this is a race. These are the guys that are heavy hitters coming up. Was that like something that just came to you naturally? Or did you work your way up to that when you're announcing? Well, you know, to, to me, it's the cheat sheets. You know, I got the writer profiles, which is kind of funny. I probably had a dozen people throughout, you know, the past 10 years come up and take pictures of my writer profiles. And I'm really specific on the shape and the size. And everybody's like, oh, they, you know, I go other places and they're like, oh, we have writer profiles. And they give me an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And I'm like, that just doesn't work on a clipboard when you're trying to flip from one to another. So, you know, I have these writer profiles that are specifically the length of my clipboard and only four inches wide. And they're so specific to how I have them printed that even my my little clipboard clamp doesn't cover up. So I actually shift the printing over about an inch so I can clip them on the clipboard because, you know, you have to be you have to be ready to announce whatever it is on that next page at a split second. The wind's blowing. So you tear that one page off. I flip it upside down. I put a rock on it and, and I, I get ready to announce the next name. And so really it's just the preparation of trying to get the writer profiles uh, lined up in order with the running order. But I think that's only part of it. I think that's only part of it. What, what I think I do that probably works. And I mean, I hate to talk about myself, but I went no, to a hill climb. Jamie, you, yeah. D- Jamie, you're the flipping gold standard of announcing. Well, I mean, I it's, there's, that, there's you and then there's other people, but I mean, I think this is like, this is teaching other people that are trying to do what you do because I notice it. I go to a lot of races and it's evident immediately when you're calling the race, how engaged the crowd is because you I, engage the crowd to pay attention to the race. You know, and that's so, why they're there to watch these bikes. So, so funny thing is I went to a hill climb, uh, back before my first hill climb with Jeff Thomas. So Jeff's like, Hey, drive to West, uh, West Virginia, go to this hill climb and just kind of watch what they do. So me and Nancy are sitting at this hill climb, never been to one before ever. And we're sitting there and I'm listening and Nancy kept looking at me and she kept going, who's, who's in the lead. And I'm like, I don't know. And then like two minutes later, exactly. Was that the fast time? And I'm like, I don't know. He, what was the, I don't know. What is the fast <laughs> time? So we're going back and forth. And the whole time we just had no clue who was winning. Yep. And I couldn't tell you if yep. nine seconds was a fast time or 12 seconds was a fast time. You know, all I did right. know is if there was a crash, we talked about a crash. So I think that just scarred right. me from day one. And then I knew when I was going to announce the following weekend at Nashville, Indiana for the AMA Pro Hill Climb, that first race, I thought, well, there's one thing we have to do. And Nancy was beating it in my head just just as much as I was thinking about it. She's like, man, if you do one thing, just keep repeating that fast time. And when somebody breaks it, you know, say, hey, that's a new fast time. And then – right. It just kind of but like yeah. Jamie as a from there as a rider. Like I'll be watching, I'll be watching, and I'll, and I'll be, you know, I'm not, I'm never gonna beat Logan or or Jake Anstead or the really fast guys. But like I'll be watching, and I'll be thinking, all right, if I can get under a seven one, I might get in the top ten. Or if I can get under a seven zero, oh, 
Maybe I'll get into the top five. I'll say that to myself, and then I'll hear you announce, boys, if you want money, you're going to have to get under this time. I yeah. love that. Like, that's what we're thinking about because we're we're competing at a high level. Sure. We're trying to do every little minute thing to get ahead of somebody. And I just, I'm so appreciative of how you pay attention. And I've been at big, huge races where someone set the fast time of the day and they've never even announced it. And it's like, what the frick? What are we, yeah, you know? It's and, like, and you it's, can't miss yeah. that. It's a shame because, you know, you may have a super fast time and, and I, I kind of hate to see a super fast time early because I always want an yeah. awesome story to talk about all day long as an announcer, yeah. but it doesn't yep. kill the show because there's still, there's still a story for that guy to get the top three. There's still that story for right. that guy that never finished in the top 10. So you can still root right. for a, for a, for a victory with inside the race that's not the winning of the race, you know? So there's there's a hundred yeah. little stories that can go on and it's just got, you know, you got to find one. You know, you got to find one yeah. and, and you got to try and figure out how to make that a story. And But I, I think like from watching so many people, like you have to think so fast. Like oh, I don't know how I, the hell you think that fast. I don't, it's, I don't either. I mean, I, I don't, I, it's I crazy. don't think fast. <laughs> I don't think fast. <laughs> it's uh, oh, sometimes you're I just react. And, well, I'll tell you what. Sometimes I end up saying some things I probably shouldn't, uh, you know. But no, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm just We've all nothing, been there. I'm just nothing uh, but a big fan. I mean, that's it. I just go out there and and cool. uh, I just announce what I see, and I I really try right. and make it exciting and. To be honest with you, I don't have to try that hard at making it exciting. You know, um, there's always something. Jamie, that's gonna I'm going to speak for almost every rider that I've ever talked to. We get pumped when we know you're announcing. Like oh. it's it it makes our day. Like it it's really cool because you don't go to the races that I go to where it's miserable. Where you know because not only are you announcing, you're like the ringleader. You you have control of everything. And that's, yep. people don't understand all the crap that you're dealing with. That's, that's scary. Yeah, and actually, if you talk to, if you talk to Rob and Nancy, holy cow, I don't have one damn saying anything. Jeez. How did you hear that? They think I run the show. <laughs> yeah, that's Uh-oh. a little. Did a shoe get just thrown at you there? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a hidden secret too. I wasn't going to say anything, but that's kind of why I wasn't at the last two rounds because Jamie wasn't going to be there ah, for the, the middle oh. two rounds. I was like, well, yeah, I don't know. It's not a real race, man. I, I don't think I'll go fishing. I'll never. You know what? I'll never. I'm never missing another hill climb ever again now, Joel. Never missing another hill climb, period. Well, uh, speaking of not missing any hill climbs, we wanted to ask you what your 22 plans looked like, especially with uh, hill climb schedules. Are you doing the full AMA and Naha series this year? Or I know it's hard to do both, all of them, but what, what do you got going on? Yeah, I I um I will make every one that I absolutely possibly can and I do have uh by the way I do have I talked to Travis Whitlock here just a little while ago and I do have the schedule for the 2022 Naha and I'm not oh, wow. sure yeah yeah and it and it's tentative and we'll talk about that here in just a second but 
Um, just glancing. We have the at, AMA schedule too. So. Yeah, you get okay. Good because I don't have that in front of me. So let's go through this here real quick. Uh, coming back will be Sunnyside, Washington. Colby, you've been there. Badass Woo. Hill. Oh, you know, definitely God one of my damn favorites. It. I love it. And we have struggled to get yep. a race up there in Washington. We all know why. We won't uh, get into politics. But anyways, uh, Sunnyside hadn't kicked off in several years. But they're looking at a two-round race. We talked to Kerry Peterson, and, and we've got our fingers crossed that it's going to be a go this May 6th, 7th, and 8th. So May 6th, 7th, and 8th. Okay. For the Sunnyside Washington, that's the Washington Nitro Nationals. And again, that'll be a Saturday, Sunday, uh, Friday, but a two a two day round for Naha on that one. And then, of course, the uh, legendary Columbus Nitro Nationals. That's back again, June twenty fourth yes. and twenty fifth. That'll just be a one round this time, just one round there in Columbus. And then we've got Idaho Nitro Nationals. That's up there at Carson Lloyd's compound. And that was actually a pretty badass hill. It was from what I'd never been there, but from what they say, the terrain's a lot like the original Widowmaker with all the sagebrush and everything. And when I got there, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be a good hill, but man, I sat there for three days and just had a blast up there. That's July 15th, 16th, and 17th. And that'll also be a two-round race. And then talking to Ron Dillon, he said if he has to be kicked out by the National Guard, he's having the doggone big nasty up there in Idaho this year. And that'll be September 16th, 17th, and 18th. So uh, another badass hill climb. If you've never been up there, we all know, man, it, it's so cool. And I can't wait to get back there. Not just because of the hill climb, but let's be honest, big nasty land. What's that? It is a. What's that place you have a? Yeah, what's that place you have your permanent camper at? Is it Nasty Land? Is that where your permanent camper is at? The big Amy? nasty land. Well, I wouldn't say I have a permanent camper there, but uh, <laughs> I, I have a chalk I that was your vacation where home. I died there and came back to life. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I, I tell you one time, one time, is one that, time. Is that where my, I heard about that watermelon? Is that no, that was Columbus. He died oh, there gosh. too. Oh, yeah, God. He died and came back hole. to life there. To I about went off the road on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, big nasty oh, lands what we good. call the other side of the creek. Big nasty is separated. So you have the spectator and pro pits separated by a river. And it's not a river. I think it's a sewage drainage system from a local farm but but that's fine that's fine but you cross that same as freemansburg yeah yeah Yeah, there you go similar so you cross (laughs) that river into big nasty land and you thought you walked into burning man it is just an absolute unbelievable (laughs) atmosphere and i mean Uh. it is insane i've seen some crazy stuff i mean i've seen you know stripper poles and and people bring complete living room furniture and set it up for three days and it's so cool but i'll never forget i won't go into all the details but some of my columbus homies had actually picked me up and were carrying me back uh across to the pro pits from big nasty land and about i don't know six or eight county mounties from the oh i guess it's the Idaho State Police Force stopped him and said, you need to drop that man right now. And they're like, oh, we're not, we need to get him back. We can't, 
we can't leave him over yeah. here. And they're like, no, <laughs> you drop him right now. He's going to jail. And and somebody fortunately said, oh, yeah, I was going to jail. It was getting serious. It's close as I've ever been to being arrested. And uh, I think they would have taken Please tell me they're like, no, he just got married. (laughs) Well, thank God. Thank God I happen to be wearing my big, nasty media pass. And they said, you don't understand. This is the voice of Naha. He's the announcer. And the state police were like, boys, you better get him to bed right now. We need him in the morning. And they took me right back over. I got yeah. Of course, I didn't know any of this until they told me the next morning. But uh, oh, that, that was uh, so Bullshit. Uh, no, that is true story. Oh, that is God. an absolute true story that they were going to make me I believe it. I believe stay it. on the riverside. <laughs> so, so that yeah, was the like, full... Naha schedule right there. Yeah, yeah, that looks like it. So again, okay. it'll be it'll be well, four cool. stops, and rounds one and rounds three will actually be two round events. So yeah, six rounds. Okay. So how does how does Naha do the two round events then? I'm not super familiar. I've only been to two Naha races before. They're both in Carnegie or whatever. But how do they do the two round event then? Well, they do it different every time. <laughs> I, I don't know okay. if we've ever done a two-day event the same. Uh, no, more than likely okay. what will happen is is we'll just – we'll not qualify. You know, normally in Naha, we'll qualify one day and do a main on the next. And and my guess is we're yep. going to take all 450s, all uh, 451 to 700s and open bikes and, and just run everybody. Uh, that would be the only way. Now – if we don't have a whole lot of riders, maybe in some of the classes we'll try and qualify. But I'm going to say we're going to probably just uh, maybe not do a qualifying. And here's the other thing, too, Joel. You know, Naha, we don't have a problem with running from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, too. So if we do qualify, we can right. probably still get it in if we're less than you know 60 bikes in each class. It just depends. You know, here. So I guess I didn't know if it was just double entries and it was only one final, or do you? Oh, I'm sorry. Once no, there will two, be two yes. finals. Yes, you'll you'll race. It'll be a full race on Saturday and a full race on Sunday. Okay, but no qualifying. Well, probably no qualifying. Yeah, on no Sunday. qualifying. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but no. Well, I just get... I know like those double races are great. But man, it's for the people that don't top five all the time. Man, is that an expensive weekend? Holy, it balls. sure is. You're yeah. talking seven hundred bucks in entries yeah. just to get there. You know, it's Whew. like that's that's asking a lot out of people. Yeah. Which I understand. I, I mean, my opinion. I love Naha. I love it all. But they're focused on the top ten guys, and that it's great for them. I mean, God, do they get <laughs> double the purse when they leave there? That's awesome, you know. But yeah, it's, it's it, tough and that, when you got that's another that reason. Money. I think they qualify is to give guys, you know, another two runs too, you know. So trying to yeah. trying to get oh, more yeah, runs no. in, trying to get more runs in. So well, I, li- I like it. it. It just gives everybody a fair chance at the night show, and it weeds out the people that just shouldn't be there. I guess. No, I, I like that too. <clears throat> well, not shouldn't be there, but you know what I mean. Had had an off weekend. Yeah, it's like Supercross, you know. Yeah, it's fair game. If yeah, you don't ride I don't, good in practice, you're done. I don't disagree with Joel. You know, there's there's good and bad to both styles of racing, and I really do 
compare them to being two different styles of racing. You know, uh, it's two different. Right. It's two different audiences. I think we can all agree to. You yeah. Know, the the audience that you see at Columbus yeah. I, is a different is a different audience that you see than you see at Freemansburg or Devil's Staircase. Um, and people oh, often yeah. ask me on both sides, you know, hey, what do we need to do different back east and, and out west? What do we need to do different out west? And I don't know that there really is anything. I, I think it's just two different cultures and two different styles of hill climb and two different types of people that like watching it. You know, out east, you got your hardcore, you know, Harley guy that likes the heritage of traditional hill climbing. And it doesn't have to be a big tabletop jump or 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 doesn't have to be some gnarly hill they enjoy the nitro and the smell of it and they enjoy the speed of the east coast bike right and then you go west well, and, yeah, that, and those kids want to see gnarly it, they want to see a bike tumble back down yeah. because it couldn't make it over the top yeah. east coast has their tradition i mean it's 100 plus years old out there so well on both sides but these clubs are so old that it's just like people are coming regardless of what you're bringing to the table. It's yeah. just that it's been there forever and that's and what I, they do. And I get it. Like with yep. the Naha, like how they, you have to qualify. Like I like that. And I think what I like about it is when you're putting on like the show aspect of it, nobody wants to watch 120 four fifties go up the same run. Mm, right. When you're right. trying to put on a show. And that's, that's what's right. so great about AMA is they don't have 120 different riders coming to every event. They've already got it wheedled down to what it is now where, you know, there's maybe 35 riders there and that you can put on a short show. Yeah. It's awesome to watch and doesn't drag on. And I mean, I'd almost like to see, you know, if Naha got super popular and they went down to like 20 bikes a class. And if you made the night show, you were getting, a, getting a check, you know, yeah, for sure. Something like that. Where it focuses 100%. down where, you know, it just, that's what, like, I, I love racing at Rockwell. I love, I love all the Hills, but like as a spectator, you don't want to sit there from 8am to midnight just watching the same thing because they just have so many damn bikes and it's hard to be exciting. You know, yeah. it's exciting when it's three, four hours, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I think at least. It's, that's just my opinion. I don't, I'm not trying to throw mud. I, I just, that's, that's my opinion. You know, my, my dream show, my dream show would be this. Take, take, take everybody at Naha. Okay. For example, a regular, you know, turnout of however many bikes, you know, Gosh, we've had 119 in the 450. We've had 87 451 to 700s in like 62 uh, open bikes, okay? Qualify all day long. Then if you could get somebody to come in and live broadcast a three-hour show where you take your top 32 yep. in X-Climb, and if it were me, I'd say your top 15, maybe top 20 in the two big bike classes and put on a slam-bam you know, solid three hour show that was just action packed. And to me, right. you know how friggin' serious everybody would take qualifying if you knew you were going to be on a nationally televised event, Lucas Oil on the Edge or something like this. Oh, yeah. And, and the only thing right, you right. film, the yeah. only thing you film is that, is that premiere show, the finals. Um, that would be so yeah. badass to me. I'm with you. I just, I would like it if you qualified that you were in the money at some point. Yeah. And I know like they have it structured where top is 10. it only the top 10 that gets paid there? Yeah. And that's great. But now you got, you know, 11th through 32nd that just trash in there, you know, I which know. I'm sure they want the chance. 
but I think it would be better just to go to 20 and you know, 20 is not 20th place. is going to get a thousand bucks. They're going to get their hundred bucks back or whatever. Yeah. But like, that's, that's, what's kind of nice about in the Rockwell when they have 105 bikes, they'll pay back to 20th or 25th. And Hey, if I get my hundred bucks back, it's, it I'm helps. Happy. If, I, if yeah. I got 20th out of 105, I'm super happy to get a hundred bucks, you know, because yeah. that's a hundred bucks that goes, fills my diesel tank that I can go keep racing. But my opinion is mine because that's me. I'm, well, I'm the guy that goes there and gets fifth, and fourth, or first. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And why do you care, Joel? You're in the top four. You're in the top four yeah, over well. here on the East Coast, bud. You know, if yeah, I was you, I'd there's say, only twelve hey, bikes. <laughs> hey, if you want me to, I'll talk to Nancy and Rob tonight about only paying back four positions. What you want to sure, do? How yeah. about that? How about that, buddy? Uh, no, yeah, you know, I, in twenty, in twenty might be the magical number. You know, uh, that's. You know, but but definitely, you know, uh, a lower number and the the fastest of the fastest that and day. And that all depends, like, if they're based on rider entries like they are with Rockwell, it all depends on how many riders there are. If there's only mm-hmm. 50 riders that come, don't pay back to 20th. I, I get that. But if you got 120 guys racing and they're paying 100 and some dollars a spot and then you're only going to pay the top 10, that that's, you know... I, I don't know. And then when I saw the payouts in the top 10, there's not a huge difference between third and 10th. It's like, I get it. You're just trying to purse the top. And I, that's great. Cause they are the most talented people in the world, but also the people that make it look tough, they're, they're, they're sh- the people need to see that too. You know, when I ride, you see how difficult it is. When Logan Sapala rides, it looks pretty damn easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know, know what? Like, if you're going to put on a show, you need a little bit of that, you know? You, you know what, Joel? So, I, well, let me ask Joel something here. Joel, I'm talking to Travis probably in the morning. Yep. I, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna nominate you for doggone president of Naha. I, I think he's looking no. for some help over there. And no. man, no. you've got no, some no, good no. suggestions, <laughs> and you are a very, very likable guy. And and I, I'll talk to Travis, and I think he'd love to have you come over here, man, because. Uh, because because you have some good uh, ideas and uh, man you're you're a Jay, guy that could make Jamie, some changes. I know my times. <laughs> I know my times limited on nitro and mud here. Kobe oh. and Cowboy, they're gonna kick me off here so quick. I just got to get my opinions out yeah, there. That's because, all it you know, is. I'm that you're just guy. on here. You, I'm that. Sh- you snuck your way in as a commentator, and you're really here just to selfishly voice your own opinions. Yeah. Man, Great, that's it. That's all I'm here for. That's I'm right. all about it because it just makes me and Brandon look better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I had the flame on me for a long time, so I'm glad you're taking it off of me a little bit. Here. Uh, 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 and I'm not saying anything negative. I just I'm oh, just trying I to show the I point know. of view of the people that yeah. Hey, there's nothing know, wrong with I, I love them all. And, and, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is like I, yeah. I I understand how much work goes into it, and that's why I hate saying I'm not trying to say anything negative. I'm just trying to say like things that I think could even make it better, you know, like, I, and that's just my, I, I'm probably wrong about a lot of stuff, but people need to hear it, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I think and I know I, I didn't fine. make a whole lot of fans in previous episodes with my opinions on how to greater, better the sport and everything either, but it's gotta be said. I mean, you gotta speak your mind and that's what the platform is all about. That's what we need. We need a little but, dialogue to, to try and we're trying to grow you, the sport a little you, bit. So we need to have these, these kind of discussions between the, the differences in the series. Yeah. So and when, where we can grow everything. Yeah. 
okay, I I never try and voice my opinion. I really don't. So, um, and really, I just, I see everybody's point. Um, even at work, I'm a really, I guess I'm very unbiased. I, I really, because that's kind of my job with employees is to, you know, listen to this to guy over here that thinks he's right and this guy over here that thinks he's right. And I have to figure out who's right and kind of mediate. But let me let me come up let me voice one of my ideas. And you guys are go probably gonna it. go, who I'm, I'm all freaking you have the floor. You're probably guys, you're like, who freaking cares? <laughs> but this has been my dream since the first race I announced for Thomas. Okay? Do you know how like it like it in boxing or UFC or or these other sports where they have the 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 hot girls in bikinis and they come out with the round number two board, right? So they come out and they're like, they're dancing around and they're, and everybody's like, Oh, round number two. I, if I, if Jamie Deere has a hill climb and I've already ran this by Nancy, we're getting some (laughs) Budweiser girls in, in bikinis and tell me if this isn't brilliant. Every time a motorcycle's on the starting line, they take a board that says fast time and it'll say 12.25 seconds and she'll walk it in front of the rider and show the crowd every single run. Is that not brilliant? Would that not be so cool? So everybody doesn't have to listen to idea. They can just be like, and I can just announce the new Budweiser fast time 12.572. And she puts that on a board and walks it around like, the, I mean, we got the monster girls with the number two board. Why does Hill Climb not have a doggone monster girl that holds up the fast time of the daytime every single run before they leave? That's that's the missing key to our sport, guys. It's it's a girl. It's a it's a trophy girl with the number board. My girlfriend it's, doesn't understand why motorsports have the girls, and I, I, I try to explain it to her. But oh, some women well, that just got don't shut down quick. Yeah, they they don't hey, get it. There's no fans oh, in, yeah. the, in the marble household right now for James Deere. It sounds like it's 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 <laughs> not a popular idea with the ladies. I don't know why. All right, all right, we'll Jamie. Do a, I just we'll where do, do I mail my girl. vote for we'll you? We'll do for a president. guy and girl. We'll do a guy and girl. There you go. We'll a guy there you go. Girl. That's fair. <laughs> there you go. I mean, let's. That is fair. Let's, hey, Jamie. Uh, I'll run yeah, that buyer. Jamie, I like your plan, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Joel. I think we should go. I think yeah. you're one step further, though, and you need to get a bikini-clad uh, leaf blower girl. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you go. Nitro oh, fumes. my God. You know what? See, this just snowballed into some great ideas. See, see, we're focused too much on the sport itself. We have to focus on the stuff that is happening around the sport. See, but yes, we. Why aren't we getting a doggone sponsorship from Still? You know, or uh, you know, yeah. Echo. Why we is have, Echo sponsoring have, the series? For an, for we a, could have the uh, the Echo Hooters blower girl. Up there with their well, that sounds bad. I'll be honest with you. you had some good ideas, but the Hooter blower girl. And her, I don't her think echo, Nancy her echo battery blower. Yeah. yeah, I think we got a little sidetracked on. Hey, that. Jamie, I'm not an idea guy. Sorry. So I don't know. Got I that was a pretty good idea. While we got a little time left on the clock for Jamie here, I want to put him on the spot a little bit here. Oh gosh. Um, 
Who do our series champs, Logan and John, have to worry about going into 2022? Well, that's easy. Who are your? What's your hot take on 2022? Who's going to come in and dominate? Well, is uh, or or do good. Man, well, we and I can, and I can go for all series. Moto Climb yeah. and Naha. I mean, who who's your guys? Man, I it, it just and it doesn't have well, to be like your favorite or whatever, but your opinion on who's coming up. Uh, I know you yeah, don't like you know, to talk names, but we, and you're no, the announcer, no, it's, so it's, it's, you don't it's want to be fair. biased. And and we all, I think, can agree. First and foremost, Bodie O'Neill. I mean, that kid. Uh, you know, he yeah. took a win. You know, took took several wins and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, he may not race. You know, and I certainly can't, um, I can't say that uh, I wish he would race because if he doesn't race, I believe, if I remember correctly, he he may be going to the military. So, man, hats off to that kid. You know, I think but, that. I think cow, that's. I think fast. that's hashed out. But um, yeah. it, you, it, have you guys? Yeah, heard I, I think that. I think that idea got got tabled. The the one that he I think he went against the military, the military. Last I heard. What was that? I think they're they're building an open bike, I believe. So I think the military is off the table. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he'd have made a great soldier, guys, but it certainly doesn't upset me to see him out on the racetrack <laughs> next year. So no, I mean exactly. he's a he's he's a great kid, uh, great you know, great personality, and a good, just solid racer all the way around. So. You know, I would certainly watch out for him. You got to always put Jay uh, up there for a possibility if he can, you know, make it for a full season. But I- I'm kind of looking forward for some of the up and comers. You know, you got Max Skeens, uh, Alex Erickson, always man that kid I- put putting in a solid run. And that's the thing, you know. Yeah, somebody throws in a quick time, but you know, all of a sudden you get these guys that all of a sudden have that perfect run because I've said it from day one, you know, hill climb is a lot of skill, but in order to win, sometimes you have to not only have, you know, the skill, you have to have a lucky run. I mean, even Jason Smith would say that at times, you know, I think he knows he's a great writer, but there's also times he's like, damn, I think I got lucky on that one because it could have, it could have ended up really tragic on some of his runs and, and fortunately they, you know, he lands rubber side down. So. No, I, I like agree. Some... A combination of big balls and luck has a big thing to do with it. Yeah. I mean, and also <laughs> like those, those super fast guys, they're so dialed. Like I think their own worst enemy sometimes is their equipment. I mean, look at or their odds of Logan throwing two chains two yeah. years ago to lose the twins class. I mean, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I mean, all you had to do was go over, and he would have wrapped the twins class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, such I, a I bummer. Could, and then me, I would have flipped and melted down so bad. I can't control my emotions. Him just pushes it off, goes in the trailer, his head's down. He's just bummed. Comes back out and just wham, hammer city. Like yeah. look out, takes it out on the hill. You know, it's like that's a pro's pro right there. Yep. So but I mean, I, that equipment to get it to work every time is amazing. You know. It, 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 you're exactly right. Yeah. It's, and a lot has to go, a lot has to go right. So, you know, Hagstrom, I want to, I want to throw a shout out to him. You know, he grabbed the podium. Yeah. And Max Skeens yep. again in the 450 class, uh, podiumed on his last event. So yep. I just, uh, I like seeing different guys in the top three. 
And, and last but not least, I, my, my, my homeboy, Phil Libhart, obviously an off season last oh, year, man. but you know, up until last yep. year, I would, I would never under any circumstance ever rule out a Phil Libhart for a comeback win. And that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. So, and I mean, with a shortened season, really, <laughs> if, you know, you guys used to have 10 plus rounds where now they're going to be down to maybe, is it five or six that we're thinking next year? It's like that kind of like opens that. the door because it <laughs> all it takes is one one slip up when you're that shortened for any of those top guys, and it just opens the door for like three guys. You know, yeah. yeah. You you go from podium to sixth at one race, and bam, there's three guys right there ready to get in. You know, well, just look at last year the shorten where they were, you know, Phil, John, and Jay all took wins in the first three rounds. And we're good, and they all had a bad race, at, you know, somewhere in that six race stretch. Yep. <clears throat> and it just took out that you know John ended up having the least bad day of the three of them. Right. Hey guys, uh, when you kick me off, could you just put Jamie on permanently? Oh. I just want to hear him like every week. God dang it, he'll be on a lot. Don't worry. You know, okay. now. God dang it, because I. I Joel, I, I said the same doggone thing about you when I heard that new intro. And uh, what, was that you that said, come back out and tore up the hill? Who was that? Was that you, Joel? Yeah. In I'm going to tell you, I go stale so him. quick. Oh, I, I, People are going to get so sick of me. Give me. I got about two episodes left, and it's going to be the emails. Brandon won't be able to delete them fast enough. Uh, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be good. Everybody loves, everybody loves Joe on the show, man. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, well, well I want to come like I back, said, guys. Let's look better. I, I want to come back. I want to come back with uh, – I'm going to call Jason Smith. And Travis Whitlock, I talked to him tonight, that yep. jerk. I told him – I, and you know what's funny, Brandon? It, Travis, like, doggone it. Man, I, you know, I got to call Cowboy back. I, I told him I'd do it, and I'm just so doggone busy. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have an episode with, with Jamie and Travis, and that is going to be a special episode in which we do not – we're going to try. I say we will not, but we're going to try not to win, mention the word hill climb in the entire video. How's that? It'll be. How are we going to do that? Uh, oh, believe me, bud. Let's Ten years it. of running with Let's that do it. man right there. We could, we could, we could talk for about six days and not mention hill climb. Nah. No, oh, I know there's some great stories that I'm anxious to talk to him about. Yeah. Uh, we'll there'll be here. some good clips out of that episode. I can only wait. It'll probably be like a cantaloupe that had a hole in it or something. You guys got all messed up. Oh, my God. I never thought about a cantaloupe. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I can't wait. Oh, now you got him going. I can't wait. Uh, uh, there we Joe, go. Joe, you just, you, just you just got on Nancy's bad side. <laughs> I, I don't even have Jamie's number, but if I ever put it in, it'll already be blocked by Nancy probably. <laughs> That's where no, the Nancy idea of stealing you, Jamie in a, a white van. I love her too. That woman is unbelievable, Jamie. You know, I think yes, Vinny. I think Vinny Nuzzalilli. Vinny Nuzzalilli was probably her favorite. Her favorite writer back in the day. I mean, she she loves everybody. Don't get me wrong, but I, but I but I think right. I think she talks about Joel Faldi more than than anybody else on the way home. So, <laughs> oh man, she works oh, so man. hard. She keeps everything so straight there. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's just such such a fun event to race when you guys are doing it because well it just it, everything happens like clockwork you know and you appreciate it joe or joe see i just said it you you appreciate <laughs> that's it fine. That, and, that's and fine you yeah, always that's, 
you were always yeah. so pleasant to to work with, you know, and she she always mentions that when you come up and register. It's just like he's just Good. so pleasant. And then then you get on well, the hill. And- we could all be somewhere else, and you you guys choose to be there. It's kind of nice to hear that your your time is being well spent, you know. Yep. Yeah, uh, we we enjoy it. It is. We enjoy it. So. All right. Anybody else got anything for Jamie? Because we got to uh, pay some bills here soon. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's thanks do for it. coming on, Jamie. Hey, we'll, thanks, uh, guys. We'll see you again soon. And and guys, thanks we'll, for coming on, Jamie. We'll see you, you at the see you then. If you haven't registered, Nancy hyphen deer hyphen one on Vimo. We're gonna party at the awards banquet, so be there. Get your money in. Get your plaques. And, yeah. Uh, hey, man, let's burn it. it. Right. Let's tear up a rental car. Let's tear up a rental car. Yeah. In Chester, <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> for the 2021 AMA Awards Banquet. Let's have something to talk about that following week. We'll see you guys. Oh, the yes. car burst into flames, it, it, dude. Is that a challenge? <laughs> let's do it. Ow! All Back right. to the future. Let's go. Uh, thanks, thanks Jamie. Later, Jamie. All right. All right, guys. Let's pay some bills here. All right. Let's get these uh, commercials going yeah. for our. The JS5 awesome extensions sponsors. are strong enough for any racer on any bike. With their custom snail adjusters and sliding one piece chain guide, making changes is now a breeze. Even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry, JS5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge. Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey, Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom, and I approve this message. What's up, Nitro and Mud fans? Professional hill climber and owner of Lace Bell Co., Joseph Allnett here. Are you tired of wearing your average, bulky, and uncomfortable belt? If so, today is the day to make the switch to a Lace Belt. Tested and worn daily by action sports athletes across the United States, the lace belt is the most versatile, simple, and effective shoelace belt on the market. Offered in over 30 different colorways, you'll be sure to add a personal touch of style to any daily fit you wear. On top of our lace belts, we also offer a large selection of high-quality clothing options designed and tested by top action sports athletes. For Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering you 15% off your order using the promo code NITRO on lacedbelt.com. Again, that is the code NITRO for 15% off your order on lacedbelt.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media at lacedbelt.co to stay up to date with our athletes and new product offerings. If you're looking for entirely unique, made-to-order, one-of-a-kind graphics for your dirt bike, snowmobile, or rocket ship, look no further than Black Diamond MX. Have you ever heard, if you look good, you ride good? Well, here at Black Diamond MX, that's our motto, and we are the one-stop shop for all your look-good needs. From apparel, motographics, or jersey prints, we've got you covered. And for Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering 15% off your order at BlackDiamondMX.com using discount code NitroMud15 when you check out. That's NitroMud15 for 15% off at BlackDiamondMX.com. Look good, ride good. Hey race fans, the old 31 here to talk to you about where you're going to buy your gear for 2022. I'm sure you are like me and you love high quality and awesome service. I got the spot for you, Rudded Racing. 
They support hill climb. They support hill climb riders. They support one of the fastest riders in our sport, Logan Sapala. This company rides dirt bikes and has the same passion we do. A lot of their gear items are hand-sewn, and they put so much love and care into all their items, they are dang near custom fit. We are so stoked at Nitro and Mud to have them as our title sponsor, and we are pumped to offer you a promo code Nitro20, N-I-T-R-O-2-0 at checkout, gets you 20% off the best gear in the industry. Go check them out at ruddedracing.com and support the companies that support us. All right, guys. Oh, man. This commercial is awesome. Joe, you sound so great on that commercial, man. If people only knew how many times it took me just to get through that and Colby's magic editing, because I can't speak at all. Uh, I don't know how you did it, Colbs. I was all you, buddy. No, that's pretty sweet. We got this. Our sponsors are freaking ridiculous. It's just awesome. Uh, It's good. Jamie, could you get a better person? God dang it. That guy is so dang fun to talk to. That was awesome. Glad to have him be the voice of our podcast with the intro there. It's oh, such a sick intro. I know. I know. I, I had like a million things I wanted to talk to him about, but then we just started going off down some street and we couldn't get pulled back, you know? I know. I have a whole <laughs> list here we didn't even touch on, so it's all good. It's all good. Just, every time we talk to him, I like learn something new about him. I just think that's so cool. Like you just never know where he's coming from, you know? Yeah. Now, Jamie is fucking awesome. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth or what you're going to hear from him. So, <sighs> all just, right. I mean, I, I just have that voice too. Like he's just <laughs> like it's it's just such a perfect. I, I can't believe like NASCAR or uh, uh, dr- the drags or somebody hasn't like it. Just that guy should be on like network television announcing. Like it's just unbelievable how clear and crisp his voice is. It's just cool. Yeah. No, it's it's good. So let's go in here. We're gonna do our uh, segment here. We're gonna call it the Carrie Peterson or the Team Peterson into the Nitro Jug question segment. Let's come up at the top of my head here, real quick. Let me find this uh question again here because I just closed it because I'm a dummy. Don't know how to work technology. All right, this is from Casey Rick from Marcellus, Illinois. I think I said that right. Who knows? Illinois has got some weird town names. It says, hey, Brandon, I'm an old hill climber from 1988 to sometime into the early 2000s. I love listening to Nitro Mud, and it's kind of sparked my interest in the sport again. It's great to hear. I was just wondering if you might be able to talk about some of the engines and their modifications to compete and say... The 450 class. I know nobody wants to tell their secrets, but I'm a motorhead, and I think it would be great conversation on your show. So, guys, what? How can we answer this question for him? Well, I can tell you the experience that I have, and my 450 is quite a bit older than the ones that are running currently. But working with Kirk, what you know, he's described to me is like what you're working with. We have to be stock bore. It's got it's got to be the stock displacement. There could be no altercation. But what we can do is we can augment the air coming in. And he explained it to me like when you pour a beer into a glass, if you do it just right, there's no foam and it just fluidly comes in and there's no disturbance in the liquid. 
Well, they perform that th same thing by porting and polishing and making the air. It's not about just making this massive hole. It's about directing that air in and it's just pumping that air as cleanly as possible. And it's things like that where when you get real experts like Kirk at Mueller Motorsports, I mean, you put he puts his heads on a flow bench that they have on NASCAR. The, the amount of time that goes into that is ridiculous. And that's the very high end part of it is going to that level. But he said, like, now with the 2021s and 2022s, they are so far along in that technology now. Basically, a new 450, you get it running on VP fuel. And you can't just put the fuel in there. It's fuel injected. You have to remap it to run off that fuel. So each bike is a little different. You have to take the whole bike. You got to put the fuel. You got to get your new ECU. He puts it on the dyno. He makes that bike run to that fuel. And if just by, a, you know, if you can, if he can get him to do a custom header and pipe and fuel tune, the biggest gain you'll ever get is from that. I mean, you'll get maybe a 10 to 15% increase just off that, which is ridiculous from a factory bike. But then when you start going higher and higher and higher end, now you're talking head work, you're talking weighting the crank. There's a million things that you can do, but that's the, the one thing that you really need to do now is getting your bike to run correctly on fuel. And there's only one way to do that. You can't guess. Yeah. Now the, the fuel, the fuel is a whole different, whole different ball game, but say he wants to run a gas open bike, like say you're, you're, you're 990. Yep. So, so what, the, what are they getting into, into there with, with something like that? That's the really cool thing about like the twins class or the, maybe the open class when you're um, on where you can't run uh, nitro or nitro is what my buddy Todd Sapala told me is find a motor that you don't have to augment because it's expensive okay. to augment them. So if you want to have 120 horse, don't go buy a motor that makes 90 and put it to 120. Find one that does that. And they're out there now. And a lot of it is the tricky thing is to get them to run um, from they were a street bike to a dirt bike is extremely difficult because there's so many electronical things. They have tip sensors and the... I mean, it's got oil. So it, it, there's so many sensors. You need a real professional to get the yeah. motor to work correctly. But paying that money for someone like Kirk or Heavy Wrenching or, you know, you guys have people out east too, that's where it comes into. And then a lot of it, it's sad to say, but you can get, you got to get that motor running good. But delivering that power to the ground is difficult. And it's from trial and error. It's geometry of the frame. It's your suspension setup. And you just have to, I mean, like my open bike, where every time you're figuring out ways to make it better that way. And that's just something you can't replace. You just got to get out there and go, you know? Okay. Sorry, well, guys. I'm not going to be much question. help on this one. No, but I, I think that's a really yeah. good question, especially like the 450. You know, go out there and just buy one. And talk to your local suspension guy about, you know, because when you add the extensions onto it, it just changes all the geometry to the bike and your stock suspension will not work anymore to perform pr properly. Yeah. Find somebody in hill climb to do the suspension. Kirk is unbelievable. Um, I know Junior Jackson has done tons of suspension and very good. There's there's lots of people that will help you out with that. Yep. And that, that's probably one of your first things you need to do. And just run that stock motor. And just just weld it. Just run that thing yeah. as hard as you can. And then you'll be able to appreciate when you do go and get fuel tuning done, a pipe, 
you know, some custom work done to it. But the suspension is the biggest thing. When I'm at a lot of races, that's the one thing that I see that people are really struggling with is you can't be just racked out all the time riding. On a hill climb bike, when we land on a jump, we land on the back wheel and it's got to throw us forward. That's opposite of a motocross bike. Motocross bike, they don't land on the back wheel throwing them forward. It comes down, it sucks and soaks. We don't want that at all. And it's, I don't know how to do the suspension, but I know when it's wrong and I know when it's right. And oh my, when it's right, you won't even believe it, the difference. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's insane, the difference in suspension. But you don't need everything right away. You know, it's like, just go have a modern bike that runs good, get some good suspension. Like I'm a big believer in three and a half inch wheels for the rear you know, try to go 50 feet as fast as possible. If you got a big meat tire, an M5B on a three and a half inch wheel, freaking just hook up and go as hard as you can, 50 feet, and go from there. Well, good thing we got you on, Joel, because I had no clue how to answer that question. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know. And you know what? There's all kinds of people listening. They're like, this guy's the dumbest person I've ever heard. <laughs> all of that is completely incorrect. Get him off of there immediately. Yeah, but, you, you better hope yeah. my dad's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> hey, send the emails. I I, I get ragged on all day. I, I, I'll take some more. Yep. Uh, yeah, this this is that's Joel's opinion. And like, I, I don't really have opinion with the 450 stuff. Like, I grew up with you know nitro and chains and so yep. running a 450 is a totally different setup the twins totally different setup uh that's where a lot of the uh east coast nitro guys in the twins class came along they they struggled at first getting it yep. figured out how to hook up a knobby tire when they're used to hooking up a chain which yeah you run a chain tire and you have traction anywhere you want it whenever you want it i guess my biggest advice is if you're doing something and it's not working change it yeah. You know, I mean, you just can't beat your head against the wall. You got to change stuff up. And it really depends on what, you know, if you're going to come in, you're going to come in and run amateur local hills. Like, yeah, get a stock bike, extend it, stiffen the suspension up a little bit, and you'll you'll probably do okay. Yeah, and guess what? Yeah. If you haven't hill climbed a bunch, the bike's the last of your concerns. You got to get out there, and there's a 100 things that you got to be able to do perfectly in order to put down good times. Work on those with that bike that you can just weld the whole time, Yep, you know? That's right. All right. So we answered that question from the team Peterson into the nitro jug segment. I like it. I, I like that. That sounds I pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And we got a, a box of laced belt stuff coming here shortly. So we'll have to send them something cool. Sweet. Nice. Have uh, them yeah. send us an email and we'll get his information and send him out a cool, cool prize. Okay. That'd be I'll get that. We have it. He, he sent that to me through messenger. So. Well, we'll let him know. Hopefully he's listened to the show and he'll hear that and we'll get him. So let's bring in our second guest for the evening. Joel, take her away with the introduction, buddy. All right, race fans. Next up, the Dan Blazarian of Hill Climb. <laughs> this dude hill climbs for show, vlogs for dough. <laughs> At some point, he will both live in a van and become a billionaire. <laughs> Definitely the most skilled rider in his family. Race fans, welcome. The creator of Against the Grain Show. The CEO, CFO of Sip Snaps. The mogul, the 914, Luke Sapala. <laughs> wow. What a way Welcome, to bring Luke. in, Luke. That, that, 
<laughs> yeah, that was too good. I don't know if I deserved uh, that big of an intro. Oh, no. oh, my God. oh, we go big over oh, the yeah. top here, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. We just don't do that for everybody, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I think that's no. One of the titles I've only been called once in my life is a damn hill <laughs> climb. I mean, you can't deny it, right? Uh, oh, anybody man. that follows you on Insta, they're thinking the same thing, Luke. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Dude, yeah. thanks for being on here with us. We're so excited to talk to you, man. Yeah, I'm pumped. Thanks for uh, bringing me on. I'm super excited. Uh, is my audio sounding all right? Yeah. And everything before we get no, started. No, you're yeah. sounding good. Sounds good over here. All right, just sounding to- good, looking sure. good. God dang, look at that! You're in your you're in the against the grain show studio. I mean, holy balls! This is. I mean, maybe we're the guests here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one of the only quiet places in my house where I'm not going to have Dad and Diesel yelling at each other and barking. So this is only my only peace room in all of. Uh, all of my home right now, so I got to take advantage. So yeah, for the people home. that don't know, Diesel's not the brother that nobody knows about. That's your dog, right? <laughs> yep. And he's also the favorite yeah. son. <laughs> I would love to hear an argument between Diesel and Todd. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know if you do or not. It's it's very. Uh, very interesting. Oh, you, you have to record it for your show sometime and play it through. <laughs> yeah. So, Luke, I've been listening to the show, and it's awesome. Uh, I love what you guys got going on so far. Uh, what what prompted you to, to bust out a podcast and um, kill the, the vlog situation? I just – I feel like um, vlogging was just kind of going down a route where I was always just trying to do um, just like – I don't even know like how to explain it. It was just a lot of uh, time consuming. I feel like it was it's a lot of work taking away. F- yeah, it was also a lot of work, but also kind of taking away from, I feel like riding was actually some of it too. why I stopped. And it was just a lot of um, money kind of always trying to like, just dump money on like dumb ideas <laughs> or uh, uh, trips or whatever. And then I kind of transitioned into podcasting. Cause I really like, I listen to like a lot of podcasts and I just feel like it's really, uh, more sustainable and whatnot compared to like vlogging all the time. And I just love, like I suck at talking. Same. So I don't know why, <laughs> I, I don't know why I started a podcast, but it's like, I guess that's a good way for me to, to get better. And I feel like that um, we kind of, me and the group of my friends that uh, started with, we kind of done enough and like have like crazy experiences that we can just kind of like talk. And it's basically just like a recorded, like conversation, like normal conversation with a little bit of structure. Yeah. Definitely not too like in uh, in deep of in deep thoughts or anything like that. Luke, I don't think you're terrible at talking at all. In fact, I'm gonna change my uh, my road trip strategy and I'm gonna bring a microphone with because we've probably <laughs> logged around thirty thousand miles in a truck together. And from listening to the first three episodes of the Against the Grain show on Spotify. I finally met you. Like I, 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 I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, God dang, you live an interesting life, and um, your friends—they're very interesting, and um, that's what people like to hear. They want to hear what other people are doing to inspire them to do things. That's why a lot of people listen to this stuff, and um, I think you're really good at it. So don't stop, man. I, I'm loving what I'm hearing. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, yeah, you're very well spoken on the podcast, and it's it's fun to listen to. Yeah, I think that's kind of having like that group of friends that kind of also like I've noticed that too. It helps like bring out like my true self and like not like because I feel like vlogging sometimes would get like 
that I would be doing stuff that like is so out of my comfort zone, but that also helped me just like kind of just not care about, you know, looking dumb or looking stupid. And that's kind of what the podcast, you know, you, the first few episodes are going to be rough, but yeah, like those, uh, my group of friends has really kind of like helped me just, I guess, talk like, like nobody, like there's no cameras or anything. It's just like a conversation. Yeah. You know, so you can kind of be yeah. yourself easier and talk what you like really want to talk about. Yeah. And I That's think what with what social media or anything has been going, podcast is the new vlog in my yeah. opinion, mm-hmm. you know, like it had vlogs ran its course. And now the cool thing is to have a, a podcast. Yep. And I agree. It is a lot easier yeah. to run a podcast than try and video everything you do in your life. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Now I'm kind of second guessing that, uh, the, like that work aspect, because now I couldn't just do an audio only podcast. I was like, okay, we got to do video. And now it's like, I'm rewatching an hour long podcast, switching yeah, camera yeah, yeah. I'm like, why well, this is the same thing, you know, but <laughs> it definitely is a lot, uh, a lot easier. And, uh, I mean, it is less time consuming and I, I enjoy it more too. Yeah. So. I am jealous that you guys get to have a studio. That's pretty, unfortunately yeah. we're all on other sides of the planet. So it's hard for us to do that, but. Yeah, uh, I like. Yeah, I don't know if you can call it a studio, but it's a little. It's actually my sister's uh, sister's old dance room. So I got like, I got pictures of her up. I got a, yeah. uh, a mattress from when I was like eight years old, and my brother's roller in here. So it's kind of a, a little sketchy hey, studio. Don't, but, don't let us behind the curtain. Just keep it up. Yeah, yeah don't, don't tell us that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It, Joel yeah. Joel's in his garage. I'm in a closet. Colby's in a mud room. So yeah. <laughs> But Luke, I, I had a bunch of questions. I don't know if I'll get to them all, but I just had another one. Like I see younger racers and riders look up to you and you're such a good person to look up to. I think like I, I think the world of you, Luke, and I, I like the way that you present yourself and you know, I I'm older, I'm super old and growing up with like social media, you know, what would you, you know, like for somebody that wants to, you know, give themselves uh, an image on social media what advice or do's and don'ts would you have for people? Cause I, I think like your image on social media is pretty killer, you know, like what, what it, would you have any advice for like younger people listening? I think my first piece of advice would be just to start, like, don't uh, just start like uh, always thinking about or like talking how you're going to is like, you just have to make that first, take that first step of either buying a camera or, you know, just doing something and recording your first episode, recording your first vlog, even if it's terrible, because if you just sit and like talk about it forever, then you just, it, it's never going to happen. So I think you just, no matter what, you just have to get a piece of content out there. Right. And then I also think it helps to share like what you actually like enjoy. And that's kind of why I stopped also doing the vlogs vlogs is it felt like I was going down a route. That's like not exactly what I always like wanted to be doing and stuff. So right. I feel like, People, I feel like the majority of people on the internet can see if you're passionate about something and that makes it easier for them to watch and more enjoyable for them to watch. Totally. You know, you're not putting on a mask or you're not doing something that you don't like doing just because it's going to get clicks. Yeah. So I feel like find something in your life that like you think is cool, even right. if you nobody, if you think nobody else even knows what it is or if they think it's dumb, just like share it because you never know. There's definitely people out there that are going to like enjoy what you do like would you Uh, say like just don't be afraid to show your true self like your interests and your passions you know yeah definitely and and, you know it's one of them things where we all watch stuff all the time and 
some people just don't have it, but your eye, like your edits, like you and Colby, I, I love them both. But Luke, like your edits, I love all the B-roll stuff that you have. And it just like builds that cartoon bubble in your head, like as you're watching the edit. And I can't imagine the hours that go into that. You know, this these little one second little things that you're doing, they just, they paint such an awesome picture. Like I, I just hope that in your life, you can use that tool to help you monetize your life because man, it's something a lot of people don't have. Yeah. I think what helped me to like kind of capture stuff was I heard this one quote, I don't know who said it, but it was um, talking about like creating content and they said that they always try to steal like an artist. And I feel like, like, that's kind of like how, what I started, like how my videos shaped it. Like they kind of went into like that form because I always, before I started making content, I would always consume content. I feel like I just took bits and pieces of like everyone's style that I watched, like Colby style, Luke Parmiter. I tried taking a lot from Luke Parmiter, Same. Matt Musgrove, <laughs> like literally any, any filmmaker that I kind of like, like their feel of their edit, like they're all so distinct, like between like, like Colby and Matt or like Colby and whoever, like it's, everybody's just so different. So I feel like I just kind of like take what I like from some people and then also add in a little bit of my own that I think is unique. And I just think that's kind of helped like, um, whatever, like create like my eye or whatever when I'm editing. And it's, whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it's just my opinion, but I think it's really special. Like your eye, I, I mean, I don't know how many times your brother and I were texting about something and it's, he's wondering about like a color or something on his bike. Do I think this would be cool? And I say, just flip and text Luke. Cause like you you know it. Like, like I, why ask me? I, I'm old and I don't know what anything looks like. I'm just trying to copy Luke. Like just ask Luke what looks good, you know, but, but speaking of that, like, sorry guys, I, I, I know everybody's got questions, but I got one more. So I'm interested, you know, like in your mind and maybe there isn't anything, but I have a few moments that man, like you're laying at bed and you just can't get rid of them. And like one for me, is that I can't remember the year. I don't know if it was 2012 when we just had that flipping ridiculous cough at Bay City where there was like everybody sent it so flipping hard. I remember going over the third face and I never had a bike rung out so hard. And I was like excited and scared for my life in that like two tenths of a second. And I bet you I've replayed it. I mean, thousands. I don't know. It's, it's insane. Like that little moment in my life I go back to like, is there anything with, cause there's just so many images that you have had. Is there anything like that, that you always go back to in your mind is just that moment where like you were on the wave. Oh, I don't even know. I, that's, that's what tough... I figured. Yeah. Cause there's just so much stuff that you've lived through and filmed and edited and everything, you know, I didn't know, but for me, yeah. I don't have that many. <laughs> So are you talking just like, are you talking like one specific moment kind of that you'll just like yeah. remember for the rest yeah. of your life? Yeah. yeah. Like what's yeah. your biggest like, oh shit moment? <laughs> I guess, I mean. I like the positivity, I, Brandon, not the oh shit. <laughs> I think definitely for me, it was sitting at the line uh, X Games before uh, looking up at like the landing of the big air. And I was just like, it just still like even thinking about it, like it just, just feels like so weird to know. Yeah. Like that competing in the X Games, it's like I literally grew up watching that since I was like young and like idolized all those guys. And like I had no idea how this would ever end up like in my life, you know, to go up X Games. So I feel like that um, competing in that event and just like hanging around Aspen, Colorado. Like I remember uh, my girlfriend, Taylor, 
she went into me, uh, she went in with me to the athlete lounge and we were like sitting across the table and on the other side is Chloe Kim and her boyfriend uh, at wow. the time, Toby, and who was Olympic gold medalist. And I was like, I love them. And it just wow. seemed like so surreal. Like I do not belong here, you know, like this is right. <laughs> crazy. And I feel like I'll definitely remember that, that whole weekend, honestly, because, um, Logan competed at the, uh, the snow bike cross too. And I was like, yeah, that was just insane to me too. seeing him compete at like two events, like a two time X game, uh, competitor. That was just, that's definitely, I'll never forget. I forget that. I don't think till the day I die. That's, that's a cool memory to hold on to forever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, hell yeah. like, isn't it cool? Like living a life that we do all of us. And I mean, everybody has their special moments. It might be sitting in your deer stand or whatever. But it's like, that's what it's about for me is imprinting myself with just those memories that get you through those freaking 12 hour days. You don't want to work. You just think like, I'm doing this for this reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I just think that's so cool. All the work it's, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I always kind of oh, chase like that idea of like leaving or leaving those imprints too. And that's why I try to do just like random stuff and uh, like trips or whatever. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I always love, I'm just kind of like a memory, like, I don't know. I just love memories and uh, looking back at stuff and just trying to create new ones and like living in the moment and stuff. And that's why I feel like I try just doing like random events or whatever, just to try to get that feeling. And you're always trying to up it to, you know, leave that imprint. And it's not easy. It's not easy to do those things either. You know, like that's what it's hard. It's easy to not do them. Like just do them. Like it's worth it. You know, like I, how many times we've been on a trip and like, Instead of, you know, doing this or that, like you find the frick, what was that hobo hole or whatever you jumped off? Yeah. Of, hippie hole. I mean, hippie hole. It's hippie like, hole. What the frick? It's like, how cool is that? You got, you guys go on a hike and go jump off a flipping cliff. It's like, that's, yeah. that's the coolest thing ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I want to take it back a little bit here. Um, I totally agree with Luke and, uh, oh, uh, with the whole, just, just do what you, you want to do and don't wait for the right moment or whatever. And having the proper equipment to do what you want to do or whatever, like a lot of people probably don't know, but I did the last, however, five years of name brand media and the last, well, well, yeah, nitro pilot. I had like a $500 camera that I got at a pawn shop that I did all that stuff with. That was wow. garbage. Mm-hmm. but I just was doing it just to create content. Cause I love the sport and I wanted to, to give something back to the riders and stuff. Cause I went to the, my first pro race and realized that no one was doing it. So right. it's like, someone's got to do this. So that's how I got involved in everything. And um, it's just cool that where it's, it's, it's come so far. And I just want to know like, Luke, what got you into creating content before you were, I mean, I know it happened a long time ago. I remember seeing your first edit. I think it was like a Red Wing edit, maybe. I might be wrong there, but that's the first yeah. one I've seen of you. Yeah, and it's like, all right, we got a new guy on the block here. What's, what's going to come? And like, dude, you've transpired into this, like something that I look up to now. And like, I'm robbing ideas from you too. And it's cool that we're all like kind of collaborating ideas and we've collaborated on some stuff. And yeah, yeah, I think. It's kind of embarrassing. I, I wish I had like a better story, but the, I think the one moment that I kind of decided that I want to get a camera and I want to start recording what I'm doing is uh, this kid named Alex Ingalls. And he actually races Pro Moto, but he would always just go on trips with his girlfriend and make like 
60 second Instagram recaps. And I would literally just love them. Like I would rewatch them all the time. And this was, it was so long ago. And I just like, I was just like became obsessed, obsessed with that. And then I just, from that, I bought, um, my buddy, I got shut out Shane Nelson cause it was on a black, uh, black Friday deal. And I, I was been looking for a camera and he finally convinced me to go to target. And I bought my first camera, which was a Nikon D 3,400, I believe for like, I think it was on sale for 400 or $500 as well. And it had, at the time I didn't really know. Uh, I was kind of also like, I also like pictures. So I didn't really know if I would do majority pictures or videos, but then once I got that, I just started doing like everything like pictures, videos. And you're right. Actually, I think that red wing hill climb was like my first ever edit too. And I like look back yeah. at that. I think it's off of YouTube, but I just came across it within like the last six months and I watched it and I was like, Holy crap. Yeah, that's it's, how i feel about my original yeah shit it's crazy like it's just every single thing is just so different from what i would do now you know and it's like it hasn't even yeah. been like that long but it's just it's crazy it's just a lot of progress yeah i remember when i was buying my first camera too and i was just like it records video right and they're like yeah i'm like all right it's good then yeah that's all i need that's all I need. as long as i can do video it's good yeah but yeah it was a it was a dslr uh canon piece of shit but no that's awesome i'm glad you got into it because you've definitely uh taken our sport to another level too with your your take on things and i think everybody's grateful for having you on board being a writer and a media guy and a podcast guy you wear a lot of hats dude <laughs> yeah 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 i kind of hope i'm the last uh last guy ever to do be the official videographer and racer for the series i, oh, I would be <laughs> oh i don't know how, how you did that man <laughs> yeah it's brutal <laughs> it was but yeah, it's it was... a plus side that you were already going to be there anyways so yeah it's... <laughs> and it's like if, like you were saying earlier if you don't do this nobody else is so it's like am i gonna yeah. Um, you know, struggle a little bit at the races and always be busy and also make money. It's like, I always, you know, you just have to say to me, like, it wasn't even a decision. It's like, I have to do this. Like, why would I not, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's going to suck always be like running with on the race days and stuff, but at least we have a, you know, video being taken at the races. Yeah. Yeah. I will admit yeah. the, the whole live feed thing kind of ruined it for me. Um, it's good for the sport and someone has to do it, but like you, I don't like sitting in one spot getting the same shot. Like, yeah. it, it kills me inside. And I told um, Gene Crouch that when he was at the round one of this last year, it's like, I couldn't do it anymore, dude. Like, that's for somebody else. And he's like, no, I get it. You like to get the shots and whatever. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't get into sitting in one spot, just panning back and forth all day. It's not my style. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, that, that would get that would get boring. So sorry for putting that on your lap, but I'm glad someone took over and you made some dope <laughs> shit. I'm I'm stoked you did it. No, yeah, I, I appreciate that. It was definitely uh definitely an experience. And I'll definitely remember that for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some more questions unless you got okay, one, cowboy. No, I was just gonna ask you because we were on that the question you had, and I'll just go off of it because I made a comment. What What is your biggest oh shit moment on a hill climber? Oh, oh shit. Got, like, I, like the moment that, I, I know that, that you went like through that. it. I, I, that, that you went through it and you're like, holy hell, how'd I get through that? I've had a, a few, but I think I think Joel probably has the same one in mind that I do maybe. But it was 
<laughs> two years ago at uh, Columbus Nitro Nationals. That's that's exactly that's the yeah. first thing and I. And I don't even know. I don't even know if I can call it an oh shit moment because it happened so fast. That was just like I was like you know on the ground already. And I was like okay, but it hurt. Like I just I don't even. I still don't. I mean I do know what happened, but I just did not get enough lift and I thought you could kind of, you know, bounce off to it, but I just stuck and stopped and just slammed into that wall. And that was, first of all, oh. it was so dang embarrassing. And second of all, I was just like, I, oh, it hurt. It did not feel very there, good at all. Dude, there was nothing to be embarrassed about that. That Hill's a monster. I was just watching on the live feed and like you went from however fast you were going to stopped instantly. And I'm like, only freaking Luke would not get the bounce. Another guy did the same thing, and he just like bounced up yeah. through. But just you stopped. I mean, it just total Luke bad luck crap deal. You know, it's like God, I felt so damn bad for you. I didn't know if you were gonna get up. I mean, it looked awful. I didn't know if you broke your freaking rib. Yeah, I hit my. I'd have got like a, the worst Charlie horse on my thigh. I don't even know what it was from. But it that was like why it took a while to get up because I'm just like, oh my god, it just felt so bad. But yeah, I feel like that's definitely the. Um, the, the at least the most a pretty most recent uh moment that was an oh shit moment because that that sucked that was not fun okay cowboy well, I, mean, I gotta give you i gotta give you credit though because i would have wad, wad up every single time that's on that, hill, ledge. that ledge freaking <laughs> sucks like it is i mean it's cool but it's just so hard and then you watch people and they just do it so easy time after time and i'm just like i don't get you guys well <laughs> you know i i'm that old school hill climber that it's you know pin it to win it and I don't have the skill to seat bounce, so I just go into a wide open and hope for the best. Yeah, and some yeah, some <laughs> some people make that work too. There, it's just like it's every. That's what's cool is they all. So many people hit it different ways, so it's like you don't even know which how to hit it because they all just have different styles, and they all like a lot of them can make it work. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm gonna pull us back into the positive cowboy if that's okay. <laughs> okay, is that yeah, all right? yeah, go back to the positive. So, Luke, like you've had so many dang accomplishments in your career, it's unbelievable. But I mean, one, you just had a big one, dude. You're a flipping badger. I mean, you graduated from a Big Ten school. I mean, that is, I mean, most parents like that would be the biggest accomplishment in their family to graduate from Madison. I'm proud of you. I mean. Holy crap! What an ordeal! How does it feel to graduate college? Yeah, it feels feels pretty good, honestly. I'm I'm just happy that, uh, you know, I'm done. <laughs> the biggest thing I just yeah, <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. It's just sitting in a lecture and uh, libraries and everything. It's just it's not definitely not the most fun. But I did learn. I learned a lot, and not only I feel like a lot of people like college. They strictly think it's um, you know, just on education, which is obviously it is. But you learn a lot about how to live too, you know, by yourself. Yeah. And it getting out of the nest has got to be huge. You know, just you're on your mm -hmm. own and I, on your podcast or your show. Do you like it called a show or a podcast? Uh, as you can tell, we probably, we don't really know yet. We're just kind of going with both. Okay. All right. Well, on, on <laughs> yeah, your show, figuring it out. but on your show, I thought you had really, and I didn't go to school, so I don't know what's good from bad, but I love the advice you gave that dirty Steve gave you where you said, treat it like a 40 hour a week job. Yep. Right. And, give it that much effort like you would a normal job. And I liked how you walked through and they can listen back to the against the grain show on Spotify or Apple, whatever they want to listen to it. But it was really good advice, but it got me thinking when I was hearing you talk about it and you know, look, you just have so many young fans. It's so cool watching how much kids look up to you, but it had to be a tough decision. Like you're going away, you're in Madison, you're, what is that? Four yep, hours away yep, four. or something like that. You're four hours away from home and, you can't have your bikes or whatever. And I wondered like now after you've graduated, 
like the struggle of racing all summer. I mean, spring, fall, all the year. Like, are you glad that you stuck with racing or do you wish that maybe you would have pulled back and, you know, put more time just to socialize, have more free time in school? Cause God, I, I gotta think there's lots of kids that are 17, 18. They could be single trackers, motocrossers. They're going to school. What am I going to do? Cause I know to my point, when I got to that point in my life, it was the biggest thing in my life. Racing bikes was everything. And I went on a different path. But what did you think? Are you glad that you stuck with it? Or do you wish that maybe you would have taken some back? Or I'm definitely happy that I stuck with it for me because I feel I felt like it was kind of an escape to like within um, just something to look forward to. Like, especially in the fall, I know with AMA series, they have um, September's are always packed. And it's just kind of like you're going back to school, but it's like the first couple of weeks, you know, you're always gone. And it definitely, it makes it hard, but I think it just kind of helped me I don't know. I don't know. I just help me stay busy. Like I always have to try to be like doing different things and being like overstressed. I feel like with having to leave Thursday or Friday and coming back Monday and then having like school, it just kind of helped me stay more active, I guess. Cause I, I feel like I always just have to be doing too much in order to um, stay. I don't know. Stay active, I guess. I, I can't put this into words <laughs> trying to find a good way to put it, but. Right. But I mean, <laughs> To, to me, like I gave it up for a while kind of cause I had to, and kind of, it just, it, it, I needed to leave it for a while. And when you leave it, you find out mm-hmm. like how much you miss it. And now that I've got it back, like there's almost nothing that would take it away from me. Cause it's like, I'm not you, I'm not a champion. I, I just love it, but it, it's a fabric of who I am. And it's like, I need that. I, I need that release to ride a dirt bike. I, even if I don't race it, yeah. like, I just want to ride, you know? Yeah. And, and like, when you don't have a bike and like, God dang, I just, I got one in my garage. When I pull in from a night at work, I'm like, I just can't. I know I don't get to ride as much as I used to, but I'm so excited for that next time. And I was really secretly hoping that you were going to tell kids, like, don't give that fabric of your life up. It's not going to be the same, and it's not going to be, it's, you know, when you're gone. But uh, it's just so important to your life. Yeah, like, and that's love it, I, you know? what I kind of looked at, too, is, like, I don't know, because I've had a lot of, um, you know, quite, like, times in my life where it's like – I feel like I'm just putting so much in I'm just doing you know not how I like to do and then you also kind of look back and like maybe you're not putting in enough but what I kind of look at is all of majority of my best memories in my life revolve around dirt bikes so it's like it's kind of hard for me to justify giving that up at any point in my life when I kind of look back and it's like okay pick top five best moments of my life dirt bike dirt bike dirt bike dirt bike you know so it's definitely uh, that was kind of, yeah. it just helped me kind of see that, like, I can't give this up. Like, even if I, you know, get frustrated or whatever, it's just like, it's kind of a part of my life. And it has met, it had allowed me to meet like my closest friends and have gone my best experiences. Like all of the coolest places I've been are because of dirt bikes, you know, and like traveling with family. Right. Um, and I don't know. just like seeing places from a dirt biking trip that I go back to with friends because I saw it on a dirt biking trip. You know, I just feel like it's all connected in some way to like dirt bikes and racing. So I feel like I just, I feel like I know that that has to stay in my, stay in my life. That's what I think is so cool about like hill climb is traveling is a big part of it. It doesn't matter what series you're a Mm -hmm. part of, you're traveling. Yeah. Even if, you know, even yep. if you're dead set, centrally located, you're still traveling thousands of miles. And this is the best country in the world. 
We have everything. I mean, Luke, that Coeur place, name of that town in Idaho. Holy balls. I was 40-some years old before I saw it. It's like one of yep. the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's like just, just to be able to drive through it and see it, it's so cool. And like my wife and I, we're like making spots like when life gets slower, we're going to go back to these places if if we're available to. It's it's fun. You know, it's like that's go out there, yep. find those spots, you know. Yep. Yeah, out west you is find beautiful. some really cool, really cool spots traveling and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and even like I, I don't know if you've listened to the show, look, but I, I went over the spot where when we were in York that night and we went out for dinner and everything just went wrong. Your <laughs> mac and cheese was too cheesy. <laughs> yeah, summer Wisconsin with too much cheese. Come on, man. <laughs> and then you had what was that beer you had? Yeah, they all it was wanted it, and then they were out. Some was it like stra- a blue strawberry, yeah. wasn't there? Something fruit? I don't know. Something. And it, you're like, oh, everybody try this. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we'll take five. They oh, come back out. with like one cup with like a quarter, quarter full. <laughs> right yeah but it's it's just so fun racing and going to experiences new people new places it's it's awesome yeah Yeah. so uh before we switch topics here along the lines of graduating school i from what i understand you you were going to school for like film no i actually wasn't i feel like a lot of people a lot of my friends that i meet back up with after college they always ask me they well one it's either Oh, I didn't know you were still in school. And then the second one is that that you're doing like filming or whatever. But I just took all of my electives uh, in college. I just took as uh, took as film credits. So I okay. Um, I was like one, two or three credits short of getting like a certificate in film uh, production, which is basically like a minor in film. But I didn't. I, I graduated early, and I didn't want to do another okay. full semester just to get that because I didn't know if it would really help me or not. So I still just um, stuck with like, I think it was like only like nine or 10 credits of, of film classes. But um, yeah, I actually got, um, it's a health degree. I was going for nursing. I uh, didn't get into the nursing school at Madison. So I was either that or take six, six, seven years probably to get a four-year degree. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try to get um, another degree earlier. So I got a HPHE degree. It's in uh, like a kinesiology uh, department. It's kind of like a health degree in um create like health programs and you can work in hospitals or communities or whatever. So that's what my actual degree in, but I did take some classes, but a lot of those classes I feel like didn't really, I, I would feel comfortable saying that I like didn't learn a valuable thing in them, which was like four classes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just remember you saying the documentary was for credits and stuff. So I thought that's what it was all about. So so with that being said, then, I mean, what, what are your life plans now? I mean, with school being done besides racing, I mean, what's your career goal? I don't know. I guess I have a couple different, um, a couple different routes. Yeah. Every I know kid you, that gets you, out of college. kind of in that lull right now where, ah. you know, like you're in between an adult and still, a. I mean, I am an adult, but like between like a fully, you know, employed yeah. adult of the world and then just like a, a college student. But I think it kind of sounds weird, but what I want to, as I still want just like a normal, like kind of like a nine to five job, I just like waking up and like doing something. And then I, I don't think I ever want to do film as my main, uh, main gigs. I feel like I can do as much as I want to outside of work hours. I've been doing that for like the last four or five years, whether it's outside of, um, 
college or outside of 40 hours a week at the cheese curd plant or wherever. So I feel like I, what I want to do, I can do still on the side outside of normal work. So I feel like I still um, would like to get a job yeah. within a hospital somewhere or a clinical setting and then um, kind of go from there and cool. still create content. I told myself so many times that I was done with sip snaps and creating content and it's like one or two months and it's like, Oh, I just started something new. I feel like I can't give it up. And I'm sure you're like, yeah, exactly. I'm it's sure hard to you get away understand. From. Like you just feel like yeah. you get burnt out and you want to quit, but Absolutely. it's like, you can't. <laughs> I think my Instagram page tells that story quite well, actually. It's like, <laughs> it's hot for like three months and then it's like, fuck. Yeah. How can I keep this going, dude? It's like so hard. Like, like we said, you know, it's like you're doing it all for appreciation, you know, like likes and shares and stuff. And if you're not making money, it's easy to like get burnt out on it. But at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. you just got to keep doing what you love to do. And it's yeah, like, and, if and people you know, don't like I, what I'm putting out, I don't give a yeah. shit. That's what I like doing. And that's the part of the sport that I want to highlight on. And if you don't like it, then don't follow me. I don't care. Whatever. Luke, uh, I love to give advice. Not It might not be good or might be bad. Who knows? But like at this point in your life, you're a young man and there's people that are your age where they have to grow up fast because they've made some bad decisions or had some bad things happen to them. If you have, if you don't have to grow up, you, you're young. You have so much life ahead of you. The one thing you'll never be again is young. And when yeah. you're young, your wealth is time. You don't, you know, you don't have a house payment. You don't have... 10 kids to take care of or all these lives. Like if there's things you want to do, do them because you got all kinds of life. We don't live to be 50 anymore. Like you're a healthy guy. You're going to be in your freaking seventies working at some point and you're never going to look back and be like, Oh, I sure am glad I went and started working 60 hours a week. Right. When I was 20 freaking two years old, it's like, just go out and do stuff. Yeah. Now, if if you pop out a kid, yeah. you made that decision for yourself. You gotta, you got yeah. Now you got responsibilities. But until that point, live your life, have fun. Don't put the pressure on yourself to to know what you're gonna do. Yeah. It'll come I to kinda, you. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed yep. too, like yeah, a bad that one. One of my bad habits with work too is like I always view, which is contributing to me like staying young and not having responsibilities. But I feel like I all like I view work as just a way to right now at least just to get me like kind of what I want or what I want to do. Like I can go work or I need money so I can go to this trip. Like I'm going to Utah on um, January 9th and I have a wedding the night before. And I was like, oh, I'll be sick because I can use that money, you know, so I can pay for my Utah trip. Like that worked out good. And I just kind of view that instead of saving it and like not right. doing experiences and stuff. Cause that's what I love to do. Like I would rather spend money on anything else yeah. besides, you know, trips or doing stuff with friends or going riding or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think I know you a little bit and it's like some people are just motivated by making a ton of money or being somebody influential or whatever, you know, I don't feel like you're that type of person and don't fall for it because it's just, you know, nobody sits there. I'm an old guy. None of my friends sit around and talk about how awesome it was working ourselves to a yeah. bone when we were young. No, we talk about the snowmobile trips we took or the races we went to, or when we went to this trip or go make those, those life experiences now, because it's, it gets, it only gets harder. Like the older you get, it just gets harder and harder and harder. And guess what? When you're, when you're in your late thirties and forties, 
you're just used to working your ass off. Yep. It's just fine by then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever get used to it, though. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah, and speaking uh, of your Utah yeah. trip, dude, uh, listen to this last podcast. I got to come yeah. up and shred with Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. On a snowboard. <laughs> I just – if we yeah. – if- you don't want to come down here, but I'll come up there one time. Yeah, we'll, I want to show it with you guys. I haven't been. We'll take you out with north Team in a while, on so. our, uh, ski days, and yeah, yeah, that would be great. There'll definitely be some experiences there with them. I don't think a lot of people know, but I I went all in on a snowboard career right out of high school. Well, I moved to SoCal first to pursue. Uh, well, I don't really know. I worked at X Games for a couple of years, ESPN really? and stuff, I didn't even know X that. Games stuff. And like you said, I like you said, uh, sitting in the hospitality tent and seeing all these people you grew up watching on TV and stuff, and they're like eating lunch mm-hmm. next to you is surreal. That's cool. And uh, but yeah, me and my brother actually built a lot of uh, the outdoor ramps, like the original mega ramp. Um, wow. And like the street courses, like 2003 to 2005, I was a part of that. And um, then I migrated up to Tahoe to pursue my dream was snowboarding after hill climbing and stuff. You know, like I grew up snowboarding and I wanted to pursue that on a on a deeper level. So I moved to Tahoe and was a snowboard bump for six, seven years and did some things I'm proud of, but I never made it, you know to that making money status but anyways that's a big part of my life too and i like like joel was saying you know like making memories and getting out and just doing doing your thing like regardless i didn't go to school i went straight to california out of high school and just college was my call or snowboarding was yeah, my college. no that's awesome i was i that's <laughs> i was sure. talking to like, like on yeah. i just love like snowboarding for me like it just never gets old too like you can go out and i always feel kind of the same uh you know the same way like as a year before and i was just like going out and hanging out with friends and stuff it's definitely like one of those things that's just like always fun you know every time you go it's fun yeah yeah snowboarding is winter yeah. motocross for me like it's just like yeah it's so fun i don't know i used to build i don't know I, 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 i'll keep wheels i don't then <laughs> snowboards I, I ain't doing that it's a different breed i, I get of hurt those. enough on a bike yeah <laughs> but I actually, I built snowboard parks. Well, I still do actually locally here. But um, uh, when I was out West building park, I would always go out in the woods and build like BMX tracks or motocross style tracks for snowboarding. And uh, that was like the most fun yeah. ever. <laughs> building kickers that I would like to hit on a dirt bike. Yeah, but no, for a that, snowboard. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, so I gotta come shred with you yeah, guys. Like yeah, you'll have to come down. Fun. I got a season pass this year too, so I, we'll be we'll be shredding all winter. Yeah, for sure. Nice. If you ever want to come check out Mount Cato down here? I've heard actually good things about you. Mount Cato, for the most part. <laughs> well, have you heard? Yeah, of I heard. The, I heard the park. Thanks to me, then I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually did. I have uh, one of my buddies actually goes there. And they have, they have, it's a pretty big park, isn't it? There. Uh, when I feel like I want it to be. <laughs> Depends on how yeah. much shit I got going on that winter, I guess. But uh, 
this year's not looking so hot because we haven't even started it yet. I'm still waiting <laughs> yeah. for him to make me enough snow. Okay, but, could I just ask Luke about racing quick here again? Uh, let's hold off yeah, on that yeah. real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Luke, so your fans want to know, have you had any thought to your schedule next year? Are you racing any series for points? Or is there anything that you know? As of now, I'm planning on doing the full moto climb and the full AMA. Uh, I love, I think whoa, whoa. I, AMA is it's so nice, just how the schedule is set up too. And moto climb is the best hills and awesome competition. I just, those two series I really want to, to focus on and probably do a couple of the stragglers if it works out. Looks like there's going to be some scheduling conflicts between Nitro Nationals and Big Hill Jam, possibly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would prefer. I would most likely do the full, uh, full moto climb there too. But Nitro Nationals is a fun hill climb, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's awesome, man. I'm pumped to hear that you're going points for both of them because, man, I'm, I'm excited to see post college Luke. Just putting all of his yeah. That's one of my biggest badass. goals this year too, is to not yeah. uh, film as much at the at the races and just start riding a lot, definitely a lot more. <laughs> Good for me. No, but I'll be honest here. Uh, I mean, since you were rider of the year for District Twenty Three, what was that like? Two thousand fifteen or sixteen? Oh, or... I. When I was think that? 16 sounds right. Okay. So you were you were killing it and then you start breaching the pro side of things and it's like where's his head at? Is it in filming or hill climbing and then all of a sudden last year I just feel like you really came out of your shell on the bike and we're putting down some shit and getting on podiums and riding yeah, like you it know was how to ride previous compared to previous seasons you know i'm not trying to talk shit on you but from my point of view that's what it looked like to me so what happened i think yeah get you i mean first of all man, you're too nice honestly like I, I suck like i was terrible and i still like i'm not <laughs> even close to where i want to be like i just hill climbing is so hard because you have to be on it for literally like as soon as you pull shot you know there's no warm-up lap and i'm always like i feel like i take a long time to warm up and I still like, I hate watching videos of me hill climb because I'm mm -hmm. like, what am I doing? Like even last year, like I was so hard for me to uh, even like honestly post those behind the climb videos. Cause I'm like, I've not, I could never, I feel like I can't even ride like that if I wanted to out on trails or motocross tracks. And I don't know what it is, but I just still definitely um, not there. And I feel like I'm doing, um, doing riding just so differently on hill climbs within that that short span. I don't know why, but I'm definitely last year was uh, a better year for me. I'd still like to do still like to do a lot better, but I had some, had some good rides and pretty good finishes that I was proud of, but I still have definitely a lot, a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. No, I think you're, you're killing it. And I, I look forward to seeing what you got in store for 2022, which brings me to another question um, with Buell specifically, are do they have like an agreement with you guys, like contracts, or like do you have a stipulation on what they want out of you guys, or what you want out of them? 
I mean, what's what's the relationship? Um, like I'm guys? not super involved with that. I mean, that's a lot of uh, kind of dad and Logan, like the details of it. But they definitely helped us out like an insane amount last year. They gave, gave us um, a really good mm-hmm. like uh, money towards our program to get like what we needed. And they've really been really supportive uh, with that. But the details like it's all um, Logan and dad kind of worked that out with with them. Um, but they definitely are have been a huge help, and those bikes are like are so nice. I love them, especially after going from um, from my Harley to that. They're honestly just so fun, so much fun, and they're they run great and they're fast, and suspension is awesome. Um, but yeah, they just um, they definitely support us like where we need it with um, parts and and whatnot. Yeah. Cool. No, they look fun. I want to ride one so bad. Yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> it looks look so at, fun. Well, I guess we'll just have to go. With the, they're going to sell them, so let's go buy one, Colby. Yeah. <laughs> let's get fifteen more people together, and yeah, well, we might be able to afford it. Share then. one. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing too, like Luke, like don't short side yourself. Like the things that you've put yourself through the last three to four years, when you can't focus on racing, it is so flipping difficult. When you go from riding a couple times a week to only racing three times a month mm-hmm. and not riding, you can't be consistent, you know? And I've rode with you enough, Luke. I mean, dude, you're freaking that. You, you're just, the way you manipulate bikes is freaking infectious. And when you allow yourself to just, just be who you are and just ride those bikes, can I remind you of the first White Rose? Dude, you came out with your hair on fire. And I was like, yes. Like, here we go. Like, Luke's just hitting bombs. Like, I, that, that Buell was flipping angry. And, like, you just tamed it. It was mm-hmm. it was so badass. But you had mm-hmm. rode a ton before that, you know? You had seat time. You're out riding. And you're not doing simple shit. You're not just riding groomers. You're out banging one of the hardest single tracks in Wisconsin, your damn house. And you're just <laughs> you watching you ride when you're getting flowy. Like, you got everything that you need. You just got to take that to the bike and just trust yourself because it's so fun. Like when you're just swinging and hitting, I love it. I can't wait till next year because you're going to have the time. It's it's and who cares about the results? Just go out there and Mm -hmm. just rip it. You know, like that's all that matters. If you, if you do great, you do great, but just go out there. and Yeah. Yeah, You brought up a good point too about like the riding, you know, uh, riding thing there because it's like, I rode so much that fall. And then as soon as that first, first AMA race, hit in june it was like boom 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 and the next thing you know it's like late august i'm like holy crap i haven't played rip play written in like two or three months yeah it's just like every weekend uh like thursday night usually through monday of racing and just it's hard to stay on the bike and the last thing i mean it's hard when you're um after work and stuff to go out and ride trails or go to a track and whatever when you just got back from the weekend but it's like you just have to have to do that it's hard to find that time to ride but it definitely helps for sure yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, the pressure you live under, you put so much pressure under yourself, which don't do that. Like it, like I, I just be you. It's like, it, you just, you're so, t- you're so good on a bike. It's just unbelievable. I, when I watched you at high water last spring, dude, you were another flipping level. You were just hauling ass <laughs> little sand turn track. We got down here guys. And I'm watching Luke, you're putting 20 minute motos in and just effing hammering. I mean, it was so fun to watch. But then, like you said, we started racing, and what happened? 
you race, you go to school, you got a million things on your mind. You can't focus. You're trying to do your vlogs. Yeah. You can't, yep. it, it, it doesn't work. You know, it's like, you got, you got to be able to focus on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it works, but you're not going to win. Yeah, I kind of forgot to last summer, but also made it know? hard too, as I took, um, and to, cause I graduated early from college this semester. So I ended up taking nine credits over the summer too. And I always like, it was, it was like one of the worst summers I think I've had too with work because yeah. we were super short staff. So they always wanted us to work, um, work tens and twelves and try to get to 50 hours a week. And they're throwing out bonuses. And then you had to go home and learn about right. dumb college stuff and try to ride. But right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, you, you made it through it yep. and you're on the other side. Yeah, 2022 should be a good year. Just go out, have fun. That's my best advice for you. If you're having fun at the hill climb, the, the results are going to show. And yeah, exactly. In your attitude and just having fun on the bike. Yeah, that's another thing I worry about. Uh, your finish or just have yeah. fun. After talking to a lot of guys in the pits over the years, you know, there's there's the guys racing for paychecks and the guys that are there for fun and have a good time. And obviously, the money is good when you win. But when you're racing for a paycheck, it's always going to be a bad time, whether you win or lose. You know, it's just go out and have fun, and the the, re- the results will follow yep. if you're having fun. Yep. And racing for you, not to sound cliche or stupid, but that's I mean that's how it is. When you're racing for a paycheck and it's do or die, like I got to win or I'm yeah, you know exactly. it's, that's not fun. No, that's not fun. No, at all. it becomes it becomes a job and not not a passion anymore. Yeah. And then it it loses. All. I know Phil. He doesn't he doesn't care where he finishes. He just out there and gonna do the best that he can. And and the results follow. You know, I did the same when I read. Yeah, mm-hmm. the results follow. I did the same when I wrote too. I was like, gonna do the best I could. And you got on Motor World. <laughs> yeah, I got on Motor World. <laughs> I mean, that, that was my goal every week to at least crash on one of my rides. <laughs> Three sets of handlebars, you're on Motor World. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Three sets of handlebars, fenders. It's no joke. When I rode, we had uh, four sets of fenders made up for my bike. Mm-hmm. That when I would crash in the weekend, we just go home and put a new fender on. It was already painted and ready to go. <laughs> oh, Nowad- poor. Nowadays, you can just buy those straight from the factory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Luke. In all realisticness, uh, what are some goals that you have for yourself with the two series that you want to run? In AMA series, where are you at? This has been my Where's goal for at? literally probably the last three years, but I really want to win uh, a 450 main in AMA. Um, I've done that's probably my almost my worst class I feel like overall that I've been doing, and, and that should be I think my best. Um, so I definitely need to or would like to get a win in 450 and. Um, just podiums and for moto climb, I, I definitely would like to do a lot better in moto climb. I've had probably my worst year ever last year in moto climb. So just top fives in moto climb. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm uh, aiming for this summer. Cool. Good. I like it. Can, can you disclose now with the rules next year, are you willing to tell us, are we going to see the Harley? When we can't ride, when you can't ride that. I believe the big HD will be back next year. So, yeah. Really? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Your fan base just doubled. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let Josh Mueller be the guide. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, after listening to your newest episode of Against the Grain show today, uh, is the is frame the straight again, or we still oh, some... um, <laughs> the no, frame I on the Harley straight? I don't think so. No, I don't think. I don't know if it ever got um, straightened. <laughs> okay. So. It's... So you're telling me your dad went oh, and down and knew all on a bent ass Harley. The front wheel would be gone, and he would still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I was there when Todd cut the frame apart. It's been fixed. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say that. That okay. some bitch cut. He fixed it right up. Todd ain't gonna have that. Okay. So the Harley is straight uh, and true. Well, I don't know about straight and true, but she's she's not bent anymore. So Buell is really gonna let uh, you do yeah, that. Yeah, I. I mean, I as for now, I again, don't you think don't you don't know. Any, I guess but. Uh, any issue with it, um, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it all works out. Yeah, well, I guess. they could send you another bike if they, they had an issue with it, right? They, right, they have one. Yeah. They have one sitting there yeah, just collecting dust. Right. <laughs> and just use it for Instagram shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's pretty model. cool having it on their website, too. I would show some of my friends. I'm like, oh, dirt bike is on Beal's website. My dad built it. It's pretty cool that they have it up there and whatnot. Yeah, it's a really cool topic to bring up when talking about the sport, and it's awesome that you guys get to be a part of that. Yeah, <clears throat> really is. All right, guys, anybody got any more questions for Luke? Because we're past the two hour mark here. I got a million more, but I, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tune into his. Maybe we can have him back on. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. We can always have him back quick, on, we... but I don't got. I don't know. <laughs> Well, if you got something that could be quick, let, let's let's get it out. I think uh, we'll just have to have Luke on again once the season gets rolling and see if we're getting close to the goals and um, his achievements he wants to accomplish this year. A perfect time Definitely. to come back on is after he's parlayed that <laughs> intro into in an ignite sponsorship. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we, yeah, we that, get another that sounds like a then. deal to me. I don't know about that. Though. When. Yeah. When it when it's you and Dean Wilson at on Dan Blazarian's yacht, yeah. just remember us, okay? That's all we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> at least tag we'll us in the pick. We'll <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, no, Luke. Thank, we really thank appreciate you guys your so time. Much. And yeah. it's cool to catch up. Yeah. Okay, actually, I got one more quick thing. Okay, Long let's go. The hell is up with the twisted teeth? <laughs> That's uh Jersey that's Nathan, in the background. That's a story for Nathan uh, <laughs> down at the Hickman Hare and Hound. He they won that as like a prize or something. It, oh, the okay. event was like got sponsored by oh, Twisted T. So they have connections down there where they got hooked up and they brought all sorts of goodies back back there. So I know Marcus, Nathan, and Logan, and I think okay. Jacob. They all got Twisted T merch and jerseys, and then Marcus, uh, he he brought home a, a picture of uh picture of picture of some model he got for his his racing so he was just as pumped as it though. <laughs> yeah, the count the count the count the, count. the coolest nickname in all this motorsports yeah i will say what was it, episode two was like yeah a whole bunch of tmi well everybody knows, everybody knows we haven't said that yet though so yeah. that's all you need yeah. for some people but yeah it's oh sorry shoot marcus said 
<laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Or I thought maybe I thought maybe he was just good at one dirt bike. Oh, oh, he did oh, say oh, we can that. He was good at that or something. <laughs> so if we make it that far, it's coming out. That's doing episode yeah. 500. Yeah, I, you know, if I was you, I'd be doing like 200 episodes a day, just one minute little Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast. If that's one, yeah, yes, please. One clue an episode. I want so many like warnings to not listen. I don't want to know. I, the I best part is, I like to get too much. I don't want to know. Christmas, his whole family sat down and watched that, and we were referencing to the count, and they were like, What is what does that mean? So that's why he's like, yeah, you guys can't watch episode two. (laughs) (laughs) All of his family starts calling him Count. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) More Dean. I I want more Dean Stuber on the uh, the podcast. He'll be back up. What a great asset. Because it was too late. How did you get him to agree I to that? I have no how idea. He was all for it. Surprisingly. That's a hard get right there. Yeah. Wow. That, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. And speaking to, uh, if you guys decide to do the we Triple Crown pit bike deal, I'm all yeah. about it. I'm all about yeah, it. We got to do it. That sounds epic. <laughs> and like I, I've told you guys, too, I got a big chunk of property here, too, that is just waiting yeah. for something to be built on it. So. Um, we got the Supercross track that's heavily overgrown, so it's ready for some sort of a, oh God. Uh, a facelift. So, <laughs> yeah. oh man, you build it, they will yeah. come. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, you thanks guys for being on the show, too. bud. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Great for talking to you. Good luck this time. year. Uh, you guys have been killing it, and just keep keep the episodes flowing because it's Hill Climb needs a podcast, and you guys are doing a freaking phenomenal oh, yeah. job so keep it up we plan every thank week you, we're gonna keep them yeah, keep thanks, pumping Luke. them out yep. man so good i'm such a fan of yours dude i just can't wait for next year same can't to you to I'm, I'm pumped i agree I'm so excited man i agree me too i'm just this first episode of stuff of the show and i'm just i'm just ready for the season to start i know already. it's, it's yeah. freaking january i just want to get there and i'm not even racing anymore i just want to get it going i do i do have I'm one excited. more point of, the nitro uh, <laughs> uh, topic that i wanted to bring up it's a quick one i just wanted to throw this at before i just jump out of the session uh last last year we played fantasy and i don't know if joel's been talking big <laughs> about his fantasy game or not, but Rocky mountain last year, I made it three weeks in <laughs> and I just, I quit playing. I left AC as like my fifth place guy. He got hurt halfway through the season or whatever. I still ended up third in our series. <laughs> beat, beat everybody almost. Yeah. Without changing. Yeah. No, you, I was so frustrated. You son of a bitch. That drove me nuts. I'm like, Luke doesn't even know he's playing and he's winning. <laughs> There was like two weeks where you had high points in the Fantasy Fools group. Oh, I'm going to set a new low bar for the Nitro and Mud group. It's going to be a very low bar. Yeah, I was going to say know, something too. Cause... Just pick all the privateers, Joel. <laughs> it's, I'm awful. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm cowboy. I can't pick. I'm, ter- I'm terrible. Somehow I'm ranked oh. like 14 out of the 49 that's registered so far, and I haven't played in like three years, so I don't know what the hell. I don't know. Well, Luke, I know you're a pulp guy, but we'd love to have you on the Nitro and Mud yeah. group. You well, can go I on, joined, just make so the first week picks and just let it go. You'll yeah, probably win I'm the whole freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys almost did. you? Yeah, like, I saw that. Yes. Yeah, he's well, on awesome. there. That's awesome. Yes. Hell yeah. 
That's so we're, yeah, oh, yeah. we're so pumped. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and what? Well, I hope you, you win know, a bunch because we'll save on postage when we're sending the prizes. Just <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll just hand <laughs> deliver them. Then. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Oh. Man. All right. All right. Jinx. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. Thank Thanks you guys so much, again, dude. And, uh, Can't wait for the summer. Good rest of the night and the rest of the Nitro Mud season too as well. Keep keep killing it, like I said, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Yes, sir. We'll All have right. you back. See you later, Luke. Peace out, bud. Well, oh, man. How fun yeah. was that? That was awesome. That's good Frickin stuff. This, uh, uh, what are we going to do now? We got <laughs> Jamie and Luke. Where are we going to go from this? Son of a bitch. Uh, well, I mean, what the oh, hell? We got, Next week, we, we got, got a, Rob. We got a whole list, yeah. man. We are good. I... I'm just like drained over here. Like I, I don't know what we're gonna do. I gotta take a week off or something. Well, oh no, 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 taking a week off. We got Rob coming next so, week. Oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get the lowdown on all the new happenings with AMA. Yeah, nice. Not to mention I, Nathan Preeb. Wow, and Nathan Preeb. Yeah, we get that's maybe big. we'll get we'll get the story in that twisted T jersey. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could get one hanging behind the cowboy over there. Maybe yeah. he can sponsor us. Maybe the T jersey. <laughs> Twisted cheese. Yeah, sorry. Twisted cheese. <laughs> that would be more fitting for, yeah. the, for you guys out there. Uh, boys, I learned I learned a lesson. Don't shotgun a beer during the intro. I've I, I've got my legs crossed half the show. <laughs> I know, right? No, don't don't break the seal. You'll be all right. Here I'm trying to learn from you pros, and Colby's freaking taking a big horn of whiskey. So I thought I'm gonna one up him. I'm gonna shotgun a beer in the intro, and man, I've paid the price all night. Here. It's been awful. I've just been yeah. anxious all freaking night. Yeah, I've taken two piss breaks now. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're even. Man, that was so fun. Yeah. I, pl- we got to have Jamie on more. I, that dude, oh, man. man. He says I, he's I on board. Let's, we'll get him. I, He'll be on. We'll just look forward to him popping in. and He's, he's going like to be the that, unannounced uh, guest. We need to get yep. like Dosecki's on board to sponsor his segment. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like the most interesting man in the world, Jamie Deere. Where are you coming at? And it's going to be what fruit have you assaulted with a with a? It's going to be cantaloupe or whatever. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> oh man, oh, I tell man. you, I don't think he brought the watermelon to Nitro Nationals, but either way, he had it. It was under his possession for quite some time, and. uh that was a fun night. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think what we need what? is we need Th- them watermelons make make it a fun night, especially if one guy just sits there and yeah chomps it down. And he wasn't kidding too. He did die and come back to life. I I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the angels above him. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the the picture proof for a while, and I recently deleted it because I'm like, there's. <laughs> no circumstance I'm going to need to show this to anybody. <laughs> when he was talking about, is it Nasty Land? Is that what it's called yeah, out there? Yeah. Uh, I've heard so many stories about that place. And that's a, I, my little cartoon bubble. I had like Jamie Deere's little trailer permanently parked out there yeah. in Nasty Land. Yeah. He's got his little patch of watermelon growing outside yeah. the door or something. He might not uh, admit it, but it's a, it's a real place. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I'm oh, such a man, square. I, I don't know so, nothing about that some stuff. of the stuff I've seen at Hill Climbs. Is just the East Coast stuff would would baffle your brain. No, <laughs> man. 
Yeah. I get nervous. I can't, I'm never around when the good stuff happens. I just get like, I can't be around. I don't want no trouble. I just want to get, I, I just want to race bikes and go home. I, I, but I love hearing about it, man. No, that's what I love about the oh. West Coast stuff is, you know, the three days events, It people party at night. It's it, a big it's party. Fun. It's great. And that's what sucks about the East Coast stuff. Like Jamie said, people come in, they race and they leave and you never get to like socialize and party with these guys. So that's why I'm, right. I'm really looking forward to the banquet to finally get oh, to, yeah. to hang out with these guys and have some fun. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Except for every year when we go to Muskegon, it's a nice big three day party. If you show up in time for yeah, the but rolling there on Friday, people got to race the next day and everything. And, I'm usually the only guy over there from the pits partying by myself. So, well, I mean, I I was always over there when I was racing. Well, that was the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably it probably why I crashed so yeah. much though. <laughs> I, I was to, out partying all night. Yeah, but to, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nope. no, that's fine. I, I was going a different direction. <laughs> Me too. I didn't want to derail Man, <laughs> derail it. This is going nowhere. De- I, derail. This is gonna go. I just like talking with Luke. Like I was trying to figure out like how to sort it, but like being part of such like a big racing family. Man, it just that's got to be you know like my brother raced, but he's retired, and in my family it's just me or whatever. You know, it's like that's got to be so hard. I mean, I, they're just the nicest people in the world, but. That's just got to be difficult for somebody, you know, like look at all the families involved. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like Brandon and Travis and, and all, all the brothers and, you know, whole families. And it's just a whole nother aspect that adds to it. And not that he does it, but then all these people put that pressure on him and you take everybody out of Luke's family. He's the most accomplished person you ever meet. Right? Yeah. But then you add everybody, Todd and Bobby and Logan and even his grandpa, Vernie. I mean, Vernie was an unbelievable racer. And it's just like, God, it's got to be so difficult for someone like him, you know, being young in his family. I just, I didn't know how to bring it up, but I just, that's got to be so tough. I can relate to that almost to a T. I'm like the Luke of the Marvel family for sure, because my brother is a phenomenal rider, still is to this day. But I mean, he definitely outshadowed me on two wheels growing up and uh, it was hard to, to keep up with that and try and keep that dame alive i guess you know um because yeah, when it, he yeah. retired hill climbing he went to freestyle and god damn he was do some gnarly shit that i wouldn't even think of doing you know it's like i ain't even going right. there so and, and i get it's it hard you know? to like it's hard to you know i'm close with all those guys and yeah i just you, you try I, how do you word it but it's like luke just be proud of the you know he he's just as accomplished as everybody in his family but unless you've re- reset the bar higher, nobody understands and people just put pressure on them. I think it's so unfair. It just seems like an unfair way to get into racing, you know? Yeah. Like it, it's got to be difficult. Yeah. You know, I just, racing's hard enough as it is. And then to live with that. And God, Luke is, I got to tell you, like I've rode with that kid so many times. God, is he talented? Yeah. Luke, Logan will admit to it. Luke's, Luke's got talent. Logan wishes he had. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but, Luke's he's got lots of plans and he's got lots of irons in the fire. That's difficult. Yeah. It's just difficult, I relate to that you know? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. To do, to do so much stuff and, and try and, you know, race on race day. I don't, I don't know how he finished how, as well as he did in 2020 doing all that, the video and School. riding and school and work. Like, I didn't know right. he was, I didn't know he was 
a full-time college student. Yeah, newsflash, Madison. It's a flipping tough-ass school too. Like, oh yeah, that's that's you know I mean, that, Division One, Big Ten school. Like, it's not a, a community college by any means. You don't get into that school unless you're flipping smart. I mean, it is difficult when in Wisconsin here to get into Madison. It is tough. You damn near have to be valedictorian or close to get in there because it's just such a tough school. I mean, it, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. Like that accomplishment to graduate from there would be one of the highest accomplishments in a family. And, and Luke, it's just a side mark in his life. And that's, that's pretty, yep. that's pretty flipping cool. That, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, um, the, both the Sapalo brothers are, are just living a, a dream life. They yeah. really are. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty neat. And, and they're working for it hard. I mean, it, yeah. it's definitely nothing that's given to them boys work. Their asses off. That family's humble for what they have. I mean, I'm so, all they are. I'm so proud to be friends with that family and um, young kids like look up uh, that look up to them. You're looking up to good people because they yeah they live life the correct way and they work extremely hard for what they have and nothing is yep. nothing is handed to any one of those those kids like it, it's it's come through work you know which that's the way it's supposed to be you know yeah no definitely one of the one of the best families in our sport and hardest working families. Yeah. I mean, they show up to the race. It's, you know, Luke, Logan, Todd, sometimes Bobby's along. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she, she's there for a cheering session. Yeah. And Bobby's one of the biggest pioneers in the sport and she doesn't even know. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> she's a badass. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh man! So episode two, Robin Nate, Robin Nate, Robin Nate for episode wow. two. Yeah. That's that's we're going banger banger. That's gonna be good. And that's then right. episode three is Joe Shipman and Nathan Nate, Nate Redman, son of a buck. Yeah, we're going <laughs> Dirty Joe. Can we call him Dirty Nathan too during that episode? <laughs> I don't know. Was he no. dirty? I don't think he was oh, very dirty. No, he wasn't dirty. He was just <laughs> nah, one of the most dirty. winning Nitro guys on the planet. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah what What he win? He won five in a row. Wow, man. I'm going to have to I brush think. up on my Nate Redman. But, uh, I have to I, look, but I, I think he won five titles in a row on the 600. That sounds right. right. sounds right. Just was a, on a domination streak there for a while on the Dr. Bob he Racing team. Yeah, he wasn't far off from uh, beating Frazier's all-time uh, win streak record either. Yep. Well, I saw Nate signed up for the the Nitro and Mud fantasy team yes, as well. Yes, he did. So, yep. Yes, he did. Let's see what he knows about Supercross because that's going to be kind of fun. Oh, he knows his shit. <laughs> I mean, guys, he just was, imagine if... He was a, a Nick Jackson's right-hand man for Supercross for a while there, so oh, I, wow. I know he knows his shit. Cool. Yeah. Just think if somebody from nice. our group wins, and we're putting Jason's <laughs> oh god, and what a there's a like they fly you out there to fit you to the suspension. Like yeah. how flipping cool is it going to be if you go in there to fly out there with a set of extensions? And you're like, uh, <laughs> we're going to put these on, yeah. then we're going to do the suspension. Yeah. And I mean, talking about people having questions on the internet, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully we I can get wait. KP oh, on we'll, the group. We'll break the internet, man. Well, is yeah. that cool? Hopefully we can get KP in the group then. Yeah. Let's do it. He's Come on, Gary. Get KP in the group. God dang it. Yeah. yeah. He might not want to dirty our group with his goldness, though. That, <laughs> I think he's a he's a ringer. Well, I know ah. last year, I don't know if they were going to do it this year. I was trying to read up and I couldn't find but they give group awards. 
So if your group okay. has an average score, you're ranked against other groups. So like we got to be up there. And it, how cool would be Nitro Mud if we're up in the top of the groups? That'd be pretty sweet. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. So yeah. Let that be known, guys. Let's do our best. Yep, yep, yep. The big thing That's... I'll say, and I got I've, I got burnt on it a couple times, is on Rocky Mountain, you'll go in, you'll get it, your group established, and then on the top, the very part of the page, you make your picks, you go through and you select them, and you'll hit enter, and what will happen is the page will refresh, but you didn't submit. So make sure when you go through and you make your selections and you hit enter, they usually all turn green or blue mm. and then go out of the page and come back and your pick should still be there in that color. That allows you to know you made your picks. Yeah. Because a lot of times it, it, when you hit enter, it just refreshes the page and it didn't. you didn't submit your picks. It'll tell you when you submit okay. them. And the big thing is this has happened to me several times because newsflash, I like to talk. I'm up at Sapala's <laughs> and I'm trying to make my last minute picks and Todd's trying to talk to me about something. I'll hit submit. And I'll be like, I'm good. I don't even look at it. And it didn't submit. Uh, and then week one, I missed. And you're out for the year then. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because uh, they care. Yeah, we don't, we don't want any of that happening. No, so make sure. Take a moment. Make sure you get them in. Submit. Because we want we want to dominate this sucker. All right. That's right. We want to dominate. We want to put some extensions on a factory oh, prep man. ATM. Oh, We're going to break the, break the internet with oh, that. Oh, this thing would be so cool, man. I think that would be just so cool. <laughs> and that was this week's Mueller Motorsports tech tip from Joel Faldi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> if I haven't given tech I don't, tips, you're in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if Kirk wants Joel yeah, giving away uh, tech tips. Yeah. What do you mean? You just <laughs> had a whole segment on it. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's gonna get oh. burned now because of you. Oh man! <laughs> he put a disclaimer up there. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. I have a Mueller Motorsport shirt on right now. I'm go. gonna cover the logo just so people. You know. Oh man! Oh, that's funny. Uh, oh, it's so all good. Joel. Oh god, dang it! Yeah. All Eight right. gonna be just piled up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, yeah. guys. Let's wrap up this first episode for season three. I, th- I had a blast. I'm hoping you guys had fun. I'm hoping everybody out there listening loved this first episode. We're going to keep coming at it hard and hit these episodes one after another. That's what she said. And just keep bringing you the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh man. That's, that's too good. <laughs> no, no. Boom. Look out. Boom. Boom. Look out. Huge thanks to Rudded Racing for title sponsoring our show this man. year. Uh, couldn't be more yes. happy to Thank have you those boys. guys on board. Team Peterson stepped up in a huge way to bring our guests on board this season. Lace Belt Company, Black Diamond MX, Mueller Motorsports, JS5 Extensions, and Nitro Pilot USA. We got you covered. God. We're coming in hot. How lucky are right. we? We're coming How in hot. How lucky are we? We're coming yeah. so hot. Man. We are we... coming in, and all these sponsors, thank you to everybody coming on board with the show. Make this thing a top-notch show and the top hill climb podcast out there on the internet. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. Uh, there's so many of them. I don't even know how to say them. Spotify, that's the one I use. It's the easiest one to get to. I so. agree. And if you want bad takes, send send an email, and we'll give you bad takes yeah. on it. You know, we'll, yeah, you're gonna get right. some sort of an opinion, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. We're gonna give you something. Yeah. So, so you want you want to know anything from any of us? No topic uh, 
out of the question, anything, send it nitromud at gmail.com. You can send it over to the social media through an instant message. Yeah. Something engage with us on social media. Let's help grow that social media platform also. And share the hell out of the show. Share the hell out of our social media. We're working on getting the Patreon deal going on too. That'll make things a little yep. more streamlined. But until yep. then we got the Patreon. Email the email page or message us, any one of us, and we'll get your questions answered on the show. And we look forward to hearing what you guys right. got to ask. Yep, when we get all that Patreon settled out, we'll give out the link for Patreon. You come on and support the show yourself. You listen to the show, join up, pledge to so much for the show, and help us keep this thing rolling. And thanks Some, thanks to Jamie and Luke. That was so fun talking to those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. This, this whole show is just a lot of fun. Last year's yeah. was so much fun just sitting down talking you know i started the show just me and then rolled in with sean and then sean faded out colby came in and man it's just been on fire kind of like the rental car <laughs> yeah <laughs> just burst we're into just flames we're just milton milton quarter fenders here nothing, nothing <laughs> to look at yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> buy that insurance people yeah, yeah. Buy, the, buy that rental insurance <laughs> don't let jamie deer near your rental car either <laughs> oh god <laughs> Well, I guess it's not Jamie you don't want to let near your rental car. I guess that would be uh, Harold Waddell you don't want near a yeah, rental car. Or my brother. <laughs> or Jay Sahlstrom. Okay, nobody that races a hill climb, <laughs> let them drive your rental car. Right. <laughs> All right, boys. It's been great. See you next week. Peace. Later. All right, peace out, fellas. That was good. All right, later, Nitro fam. <laughs> <laughs>